Cost You Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Perari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, and now Mr. 10K, Ethan <laughs> Carter. What's up, Vincent? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. 10K, bro? It's, it's it, I, 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 honestly, I, I am not saying this to, to be fake humble. I, I, I really can't believe Who's it. It's, that? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, listen, I no, and I will say, yeah, I, I put, I put the work in. I'm not saying that, but exactly. at the same time, but at the same time, well, it, and it is funny though, cause it did hit it. Uh, I'll ex- give a little, uh, peek under the kimono. Is that the same? Mm-hmm. Pull back the kimono. Pull back okay. the kimono. Yep, there, there you we go. go. I messed, I knew I messed it up. It's um, okay. But, uh, I like I was no I mean, I was still weeks, months away. And then that stupid again, we've talked about before the silliest projects that whatever are the ones that blow up and that and and the uh, it was a repost too because and reposts never do as well for me um, just because people have seen it before. Anyways, but that leather hinge that Mm. I made that thing, it's got 30 something thousand views. I got I probably I mean, it's just, it was just that that's what tipped me over and it just it it had a momentum that I could, can't explain. And so it came a lot sooner and a lot faster than I expected. And then also the amazing this we've said it before, this this group, this community, I can't I, I I'm just always so truly, truly touched by how many people, you know, do stories and got, got me over that finish line. And it was just I you know, I get choked up every time. I really do. And um, so thank you for everyone. Thank you for everyone that's been following along. And yeah, Vincent, I'm, I'm super excited. It's, it's you know, that's, I, I say before, I think 1K is probably the biggest milestone. But then after that, I think 10K is... is I think 1K of all of them that I've hit so far, so 500, 1,000, 2,000, yeah. I think 1,000 was the hardest to get to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, 500 I wasn't exactly a breeze, but I think 1000 was harder to get to yep. than even it was harder to get the second 500 that got me to a thousand right, right. Than no. it was to get the first 500 it, it, it absolutely it's absolutely true yeah it's but, it's kind of weird and but you know what's also weird it's like now what like it's just kind of like mm, you, yeah, you know now, now you just now you just move along now you well at least now now when people ask what you could do you're like well i work for this company whatever i'm also an instagram influencer because <laughs> there you, 10, go, 000, right. you aren't you know I, you're, you know, I, it's weird because depending on definitions, you're a micro influencer, and then I'm I don't know what I'm like a I'm a nano influencer. <laughs> but it, it's it, it's yeah. it's funny because you don't think about your numbers until no. you get around a milestone, and then you start thinking about it. Like right, right now, Snacker Joe's is just on the cusp of seven fifty, and you're like, you just exactly all of a sudden you want it to get to, you want and to get like, to seven fifty. Just, just, just yep. get over there, get there, yep. get there. Yep. Just, I, it means nothing, right? It right, means right. literally nothing, but. And I but just I w- started another okay. account. And this, on, this is on Twitter only. And oh. that's creeping up on 100 people on Twitter, which I have, I'm starting to build out the website for it. I have someone nice. working on that for me. And it's like, this is going to be a really cool project. I'm very excited about it. Cool. And I, I got to find it. Little by little, little by little, you start to get those numbers and they start coming in and you're like, this is clicking with people. This is yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it, exactly. That's and that's what it is. And that's what it should be. It should be it's it should be fun. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what this this past week has been just one of those where you got to you got to celebrate the the, the good times. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I have, I've, I've been, I'm very appreciative of everyone and it's been exciting and, 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 you know, what I am going to do, um, and I don't know exactly what, but I am going to do a 10 K giveaway and it's not going to be a big brand one with everything, blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to be a, a, the kind of giveaway I like to do, which is maybe some of my stuff and maybe something from some, you know, some, somebody, but, sure. um, but I, again, I just as like a I'm thank gonna... you. 
I feel like I'm going to do the same thing. I feel like I'm going to do the same thing. It's like once things settle down a little bit, then it's like, yeah, I really want to do something nice. Like, it's funny how it's funny how in this community we hit a milestone. Our first reaction is, okay, what can we give away? It's like, no, no, right, right, exactly. (laughs) But that's exactly that's my first thought. I was like, how, what can I do? And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I, yeah, I want to do something around, you know, my, my recent goal or kind of my, path has been, you know, I want to inspire people to, to get into leather work uh, mm. or make it, you know, accessible or whatever. So I want there to be some some aspect of that as part of the giveaway. But also I want, but then there's a lot of people that are already established at leather working and already have tools and stuff like that. So I might do a kind of like a uh, A and B kind of thing. So uh, you can have some premium tools for the good for the people that are in it already, and then some starter tools for people yeah, yeah, that are, I could do something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I was thinking to, uh, some entry level tools to get people started, and then mm-hmm. some like some of my you know some of my standard products, but just kind of customized or something. I, I don't know. I'll figure something. I out. don't know what it is about leather work, and I'm but I've noticed that even the most basic entry level tools are actually not bad. No, no, exactly. Th- that's but that's one of my things I always preach to people is that mm-hmm. it's. It's probably one of the cheapest and easiest really, yeah. entry, you know, and en- barriers to entry to get into into leatherworking because it's not it's not you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot of space. You don't need a lot of tools. You just need a couple of the basic ones and, you know, and some leather. That's it. Yep. You can do so, some amazing. You can do some yeah. amazing things. You can you can wrap pawns. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is and I've said it before, most most of the time with leatherworking tools, the nicer the tool is mm-hmm. just makes it easier or mm-hmm. more enjoyable to do mm-hmm. but not the the end result isn't any necessarily any better yep so yep. anyways but thank you vincent yeah I, it's been it's been fun and i, I su- appreciate all your support over the time as always 100 oh, i mean yeah. it's like you're my you're you're my partner in crime i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta promote my partner in crime oh, I, unfortunately I, I don't it. think my partner in crimeness did much of anything for you but you were <laughs> no. so you were moving you went from 99 it was like 99.50 to 10k in like half an hour or 40 it, minutes it, it, i was like but, i cannot even understand how fast he's it, picking up people right and now he, and neither can i and and but it was because <laughs> it was because of all it was because of you and all of our amazing listeners and all of mm-hmm. the amazing connections I made. And uh, again, it's, it's never lost. I mean, it really, it truly I is humbling. I always feel like we're getting a little bit insular because when I go through my stories, when something like this is going on and everyone is posting the same thing and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, we all know each other. This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, totally. It is. It's bizarre, but, we, but that we've created that little, well, not we, but the community has form just as we're mm-hmm. and we're part of that and it's totally. just been amazing so yeah I, I thank you again for everyone it, it means a lot so. one of the one of the ways that you know one of the ways that has really broke me into the community and gotten me to know more people is the makers on zoom hangout and one yep. of the people that i met through makers on zoom having coffee is our guest tonight and yep he is one of the only guests i believe he actually is the only guest and i could be forgetting and if i am forgetting you i'm sorry but i think he's the only guest i'm an actual i have an actual working business relationship with which is kind of funny oh um, i didn't know uh, maybe did I oh yeah 100 so if you buy if you buy a cutting board from me you get some of this guy's bomb in your box because, i never i don't know why i never connected that yeah oh my gosh, so he okay. makes he makes it for me because he's good at it and i don't want to so <laughs> it works go. out really there well you go. um we have the one and only ben neiman See, I said it correctly from Make for Life Workshop. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Hey guys, what's going on? What's it going is... on, Ben? Thanks for thanks for getting the name right. That's <laughs> like, you know, it's not the it's not the worst kind of name to have, but I've gotten all kind of 
pronunciations. Over I, the I, years. Th- I think it, the only one second to to yours is uh, Brandy's. Brandy's last name always people always get that wrong. So uh, oh yeah, oh, but Brandy, I, uh, I I have a defense Abu, for the Obe. Obe. Yeah, I have o- a Obe, defense yeah. for getting your name wrong the first time I said it on the show, and it's because I see I grew up in Brooklyn. I worked in Brooklyn for most of my life. And we worked with the Orthodox Jewish community, and we worked with a guy who just referred to himself as Mr. Nyman, and he spelled it the same way. So it was just a natural reaction for me to call you Ben Nyman. So, but you are Ben Neiman, in fact, like like the famous cookie company. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, Vincent, when I first started listening to Because We Make, mm-hmm. I was already probably months behind, right? I didn't, I didn't pick it up right at the beginning. And I remember, cause I was working in sales at the time and I was driving all over the state and that's what I would do. I just put you guys in my ear and I just listen. And I remember when you said my name the wrong way, I was, I was definitely like two months behind you saying it. And I screamed at you in my truck. I was like, it's Neiman. So, but I think I got onto you on the discord pretty quickly thereafter. You probably forgotten about me by then. Or at least, you know, forgotten about having said my name at all <laughs> by the time I got mad about Total it. Total possibility. <laughs> Total possibility. We, I, I, I really, the Makers on Zoom group has really been pretty amazing for me because I've met some amazing people and there were, there's a few people in the group who I'm obviously friends with, but then there were a few people who like, I know I can pick up the phone and call. And I, we've had a lot of phone conversations over yeah. the last year or so. And it's like, it's just so weird because you don't expect to make those kind of friendships, especially right, right. now, like, you know, you're far apart. You don't really, you don't see each, we don't see each other. I mean, we've never met in person, but yet I feel like, oh yeah, no, we know, I know, you know, you know, all my drama and crap from the last couple of years <laughs> and. You know, we have we've exchanged stories many times and you've given me sage advice on a couple of occasions. And it's just funny, like to have that friendship out of nowhere. It's crazy, isn't it? This has been like a a constant theme, it seems like, in my life over the past, you know, I mean, really over the covid period. Right. Is it like Mm -hmm. I'm a social person? I'm I'm one of these people who's like like an extroverted introvert. (laughs) <laughs> right, I think that's what you call it. Like, I, yep. I love being around people, but and there are definitely times when I like being by myself, putting my headphones in, being in the shop. You know, just nobody else having input in my in my business. But I need people, and mm-hmm. so especially during the lockdown, you know, even early on, because I think I got on the Zoom group very very early, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I would have done without just community because yeah, it didn't. Right. The COVID didn't really hit me until probably like December, January, like right at the turn of this past year. And it hit me hard. Like I, I, I'm not the kind of person that has ever dealt with depression or, Mm. you know, feeling sorry for myself or anything, but like, I really struggled, you know, at the turn of the year because the holidays were over and you're, you know, you finally, like you get this like huge inundation of family and people and celebration. And then it's just, there was nothing, Nothing. it's just crickets on the other end of it. Yeah. And I, that's what I, I, I'm with you, Vince. And I, I've loved this group. I've loved, you know, being able to, to have friendships, um, you know, with, with the people because it really does help me, you know, personally, aside from the fact that, holy smokes, I mean, we're we're in this group of people who keep putting out content that's get, that gets better and better and better and better. And it just only motivates me all the more to <laughs> to raise my game. Well, you know, what's what's the saying? Um a rising all, tide raises yes. all boats. And, yep. and I, I, I mean, I, with it, this group and everything, but then also the nice thing too is like, and 
I kind of forget sometimes now, but all the connections that you made that we made through that group and through the community and everything like that, you we have so many resources now that I don't I think we just kind of take for granted. We don't even realize that we have so many people that we can ask questions to or that can, you know, like like you're saying, Vincent, you can, you know, make the make the conditioner and stuff like that. There's all these things that if you looking back now, it's hard to kind of remember that we didn't have that a year ago or two years ago and yeah. all those kind of connections and, and that it's a brain trust, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you're right though. Seeing everyone's content just makes me want to do better as well. Like it just, it makes you want, it's, it encourages you and inspires you to do better yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You don't want to come to a conversation in that group and tell someone about the cool stuff you just bought at Ikea. Like it's just, it's just not going to happen. Right. And that's one thing that, you know, like I've been going through and I've been telling everybody the stories, but I've been going through, you know, setting up, getting the house ready to get it photographed, to get it listed and sold. And I'm doing things in this house that I just want. I'm I'm dealing with plumbing and I hate plumbing. Like I hate, there's two things I hate and they both start with P it's plumbing and painting. I hate both <laughs> of those things. Yeah. But I also know that if I had called a plumber to come deal with any of this stuff, man, I would get abused. (laughs) I got to do this myself. Like even if it's, even if it's a complete train wreck, I can just call someone to fix it if I need to, but I need to really do this. And God, it saved me so much money. And now I, I you have that sense of pride and that you got something done. And it's like, I wouldn't have bothered with that had I not had that group. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's how I feel like that's how the, a group that we're in a group that you're in can elevate you to do better things. It's not that they're, beating you over the head it's the expectation levels just start climbing and climbing and climbing and you realize i have to perform because everyone around me is performing (laughs) right totally yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about what make for life workshop is and what you do and that kind of stuff because i know people i don't want people to know you as the wood bomb guy even though your wood bomb (laughs) is stellar and i'm happy to enclose it with all of my products and you can buy it at my website vincentmferrari.com but if you if you if for people that don't know who you are and what you do why don't you give us a little um elevator pitch on who you are and what you do yeah so i'm i'm the kind of person who uh, i love to have my hands being put to work right like i love crafting and it doesn't have to be woodworking it doesn't have to be any kind of like discipline of making i just i i as i've kind of matured and you know as a man as a father and everything i want I want to constantly be setting the kind of example for my, for my kids uh, that, that they can do the stuff themselves. Like to your point, Vincent, they can plumb their own, (laughs) their own pipes, right? They can, Mm -hmm. they can make their own furniture. They can do all of these things. Like it's very, very important for me to teach my kids those things. And, and for me, like I was raised in a shop. My grandfather had me in his shop at a very, very young age. And when I, when my first child was born, my son, it, it almost like, revitalize that part of me that just had to be crafting again. Right. Cause I'd put it away for a long time and I, I did it just for fun, for a hobby, you know, for gifts, for friends and for family, things like that. And then I just, I, I don't, I, c- I can't explain to you what happened when I fell in love with it, but I fell in love with it. And then I started to get consumed with this idea of like, if other people have been able to take this type of thing and make it their job, make it their career, why, why not me? Right. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't I? Um, mm-hmm. and so that's been the pursuit over the past few years. Um, and that turned into the idea for the business. Right. And so I, 
I really wrestled with what I wanted to call the business. Like just coming up with the namesake for the business is a, was a big deal for me, right? Because this is, this has got to have meaning to it. And I don't, I didn't want to just go like, I, I don't know. I probably should have just gone with Ben Neiman, but that's fine. And just name it after myself. Like a lot of sane people do. I didn't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> and so the make for life idea uh, came uh, through some kind of like obsessive daydreaming, uh, just trying to think through how do you ascribe meaning to crafting? And mm-hmm. so that that's where the the three tenets of make for life came from. Uh, you know, one of them is, you know, make for your entire life. Uh, the second one is make things that will last for a lifetime. And then the third is to make for the sake of life, you know, and that being that I, I take a little bit of my proceeds and I give it back or, I, you know, I, I try to donate funds to charity as often as I can, or I try to be involved in projects that will, will take care of human life will sustain, protect, defend human life. And, and the, you know, I, I just love being behind the pursuit of that model. And so make for life workshop, um, is long, but I I had to add the workshop because make for life was taken up by a makeup brand. (laughs) And I couldn't, I couldn't lock down all of the the socials and the websites and everything. That's freaking annoying. And, and, you know, what really, what really irked me was that the Instagram handle make for life was, and I I haven't checked on it in a while, but it was a dead account. And I emailed Instagram nonstop for about three months and just never got a response. And so I was finally like, you know what, either I'm going to do it or I'm not. And I added the workshop because I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into being a woodworker. I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into any kind of, you know, discipline or whatever. I wanted to be able to kind of stretch my arms and, and reach into any discipline that I, that I felt like. And so workshop kind of covered all of that. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I was talking to someone actually today about that same thing. And I said, you don't know what you what you're what is going to be what what or what your interests are going to be or where your path is going to be. So leave it somewhat open. It doesn't have to be completely, you know, it, it should be a word, you know, so people still know what you're doing, right? Yeah, um, but it doesn't, but it doesn't. But leaving it somewhat broad, I think is a really and if you look at all three of our, our handle, you know, handles, they're all pretty, you know, they, they lend themselves to being able to do more than just one thing. Right. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people out there that are really good at the one thing, you know, like the yeah. jack of the jack of one trade, right? Yep. Um, there's nothing the, wrong with even that. the master of right. the master of one trade or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty okay at a lot of things, right? Yeah. So like right. woodworking <laughs> and small electronics and you know, I've not done leather. I, I have, I have, I'm one of the, I'm Ethan. I'm okay. See, this, let me, here's what I, here's the kind of guy that I am, right? <laughs> I bought leather and I bought all the tools for leather working and I don't know where they are now. They're yeah, just in my yeah. shop somewhere <laughs> because they got moved around for months and months and months and they're in a dusty corner and I'll find them one day, you know, it might well, be a hundred years from now. <laughs> it's, it, it's the same thing. And, uh, I, I bought a bunch of canvas and uh, a small crock pot, um, and everything. Cause I was going to like get into, you know, doing wax, uh, wax canvas and incorporating that. And I have no idea where the canvas is or where the, <laughs> so I, I hear you on that. Yeah. It's just like, where did that go? What? Did, I, I know I bought it at some point. Right? <laughs> but, but I'm going to, but you know what though? That's funny because what ends up happening invariably with stuff like that is one day you find it and go, you know, I yeah. never really took that up, but I should try it now. And you go, Oh wow. I'm glad I bought all this stuff. Cause I don't have to buy anything. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, everything you buy it, at a certain point becomes a, like a convenience essentially. Yeah. yeah. And 
I, I'm very big on having more tools than you need. And it's not just a matter of hoarding tools or hoarding supplies or whatever, but for that exact reason, I think that's something that. Well, and so, it, sometimes you just, sometimes, and we've talked about this too. And, and sometimes you just, you're like, I need to go to the shop and do something new. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and to your point, if you don't, if you, if you have those things around, then you're, you're able to do that. And you, and then all of a sudden you found either a new passion or a new way of incorporating something brand new into your current workflow or your current designs. And yeah, but if you don't have that stuff around, then, then you're going to revert back to what you, what you keep doing and then you're not going to be inspired and your work's not going to kind of grow either, you know? So one of the, the, Oh, go ahead. uh, Well, I was going to say one of the best things about me shutting my shop down on August 1st and not having it and focusing on house stuff. And then, this week, I'm going to start moving into my new shop. But one of the best parts of having it shut down was it made me realize how much I miss doing it. Yeah. Because when you're doing something, you don't realize how much it's become part of you. And then when you stop doing it, it's like, oh, wow, I, 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 I kind of miss just knocking together some some cutting boards and like playing with wood and turning on the CNC or turning on the laser and just doing some stuff. Like I, I, I miss all of that. I miss every yeah. bit of it. And I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm excited to get my shop set up. I'm excited to be in the new location. I'm excited for all that, but I'm mostly excited to just get going again. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm hungry again, and I can feel that 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 get off the couch moment that happened when I first started doing this. I'm feeling it all over again. It's like, okay, get off the couch now and start making again. Let's go. <laughs> you have a business to run. So I'll, I'll tell you one of the biggest things for me, in, like, and this will kind of go back to what you guys were asking about how I got started. I'm I naturally am the guy to walk in the door, lay on the couch, watch TV until it's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I, and I'm totally, totally content in doing that. Or I used to be at least. And there was this like this nagging voice in the back of my head that was like, just do one thing. Just do just get up and do one thing. And it was like that little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Get up and do one thing. Get up and do another thing. Right. Now do another thing. It's like it builds so fast and you don't even realize it. Now yes, it exactly. works, it builds it works on itself, con- right? But it works conversely as well, right? Yeah. That if you're not yeah. taking those steps, you're not building the momentum, then your momentum starts to slow on that same trajectory. And so that's, that's, it's always hard for me to be away from the shop for a long period of time, because I know that there's going to be a ramp in period when I get back. I can't, I can't just jump back in and be doing a thousand things all at once. I kind of have to right. ease myself back Interesting. in. And so to keep momentum is really important. Well, so, I, yeah, I think I, I, that may, I mean, that's super interesting. And I, I, I can totally understand that and, and appreciate that. I think um, I, I also just think like when you get uninspired, it's so easy to just to, to stop as well. And to me, for me, that's when whenever I get to that point, it's it's like, all right, you need to switch and do something different. Yes, because mm-hmm. and, and even if it's one project, it just kind of like cleans. The slate. It's like a palate cleanser, right? Like you yeah. just get get something completely different, gets your creative juices going again and then go back and make another, you know, wrap a bunch of exacto knives again. But like, you know, like <laughs> but you need, sometimes you just need something to, to break that that pattern. So, but yeah, I can totally see if you get out of the rhythm. It's hard to get back into the rhythm quickly. Yeah, I had that. I had that. It's funny because when I had my when I had my surgery, it was six weeks before I was able to go down the stairs into my basement. And I remember like struggling to get down there after I had my surgery. And I got down there, and I'm like, "Great, I'm here now. What?" 
and I was looking around. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I'm here. I'm here. What do I do? And I found the, I found a set of book thumb page holders, the things I call book things. <laughs> and I found some of them that I had marked off on a piece of walnut, but that I hadn't cut yet. And I'm like, well, that's as good a thing as any to get started. So I went downstairs and I, I got everything together. I got a Forstner bit out. I put it in the drill press and I'm doing it all. By the time I did 12 of them, I was completely exhausted. I was utterly wiped out because I had no ability to breathe at that point. But <laughs> I was done. Like I did something that day. Yep. And I remember I posted a picture of it on my Instagram feed. And I said, for those of you that know what's going on in my life right now, you understand how significant that is. And a couple of people messaged me. It's like, dude, that is so awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. all I did was drill 12 holes, but people understood that I had broken the not going down to the shop cycle. Right. Right. And I think that that's, I think like that was what the, the leaf pendant that I'm working on that I keep refining and refining. Cause it's just, I want it to be really cool. It was the same thing, right? I had nothing to do downstairs, but I had the, I had the tools and stuff up here. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do some metal stuff. I just want to do some metal stuff. That's what I want to do. And I started working on that. I figure it was a long enough term project that when the bug bit, when I got tired of sitting on the couch, mm -hmm. I could just go, all right, I'm going to work on that because there's always going to be, there's going to be something to do with this for quite a while. This is going to take me forever to finish. And I'm okay with that. I don't mind this being a long-term project, but I think the fact that it's a long-term project is what's keeping my sanity. I know I can return <laughs> to it at any point and do something with it. Yeah. But in mm -hmm. all of this, like all of this conversation also harkens me back to the, the, the importance of this community, right? Mm -hmm. Is because in those moments when you don't want to do something, if one of you guys posts something that's just like yeah, a cool project, like that motivates me. Cause I mean, and maybe that's like me being competitive or whatever. And, and I'm not trying to beat you guys, you know, I'm not going to do the things that you guys do, but I'm a competitor enough to know that like if you guys can find the energy and the momentum mm -hmm. and the, <laughs> and the wherewithal to get up off the couch and go make a thing, there's nothing that's, you know, going on in my, in my physical body. That's going to mm -hmm. keep me on that couch any right. further. It's just a mental, I need to make the choice and it's, it's time to get up and go be productive. It's a powerful thing. I mean, it just yeah. really is. I mean, that's everybody that's on YouTube. I mean, if you're on YouTube, and you haven't made a video in a while, and someone you follow is cranking videos out every week, at some point, it's just going to be like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why right. am I not putting out any content right now? You know? Yeah. So. No. And it comes from a good place. I mean, I, you said competitive, and and, and and I agree with that. Like, I mean, I, I feel that way, but it's not like a, it's not a, it's a motivation, yes. motivational competitiveness, uh, which is, you know, similar to you can inspiration as well or, or motivation. Uh, but it is, there is a little bit of like, ah, like, what did I do today? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. What did I do today is literally, I, I, I had a friend, I had a friend who that was his thing. He used to, at the end of every day, he would sit there with, with a, like a write in the rain notebook, a really small one. And he would just write the date and what he did. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Not, not, the usual routine stuff that you don't have a choice. Like he never wrote, Oh, I went to work today. Bull. That's that's you don't count that. I, I woke up, whatever. No, no, no. What did you do? What was the thing that you did today? And you know, sometimes it was, you know, I drew something or sometimes it was, you know, I started a new painting right. and it was like, okay, that is, 
that is like a great thing to do, like just a day in review thing to say, what did I do today? It's the make your bed principle. You guys ever yeah, hear this? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. The guy, the, what was it, like a naval command, a commander who was like, yep. get yep. up in the morning, make your bed. Yep. You have your first started your life more productive than, you know, I don't know, whatever percentage of the population. Right. Yeah. No, that's it, it, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, it, to me, it's also a good way of, of moving things forward because, for, I mean, for example, like, you know, I, forever I've, I'm, I'm still wanting to create a, sh- a small shop on my website. I want to, you know, maybe even start like a you know, weekly, not a blog, but like a weekly kind of whatever on the website. And, you know, I still want to do like a buy me a coffee or a Patreon. And I still want to do t-shirts, all these things I want to do. And when I step back, when I think about all those things, I, I it's overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. I can't, I, and so I don't do any of it. And I just start, I just make another Instagram video right um and, <laughs> but, and, that's, and but that's still something right that's still something but yeah but yes yeah, so, so it's not, it's not that i'm not doing I, I guess my point is it's not that i'm not in my in that case it's not that i'm not doing something but it's not doing something that um i want to move s- steps further right mm-hmm. one more instagram video is one more instagram video but um but if i but if i break it down i'm like all right well do a little research and just understand like what it would take to link a PayPal, you know, a PayPal account to your website, right? Just do that. That's one step, right? And if you break it down into those pieces, and to your point, you do you kind of say, what did I do today to move my business forward or move my channel forward or whatever? It it, it, it makes it easier, right? It's, it's, it's less cumbersome or less overwhelming. One of my favorite things about the Snacker Joe's trader account, tra- uh, Instagram account, my one of my favorite things about that account is it forces me to be regimented. Mm-hmm. Because I'm putting up five reviews a week, yep. which aren't just me writing about something. Like I have to get the, I have to go shopping on Sunday and buy product. I have to get it home. I have to photograph it. I have to taste it. Oh, Even that's if, the worst part, though. I know, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, aren't we just grocery shopping? <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to, and then I have to write a coherent review. And you know, it's if I didn't have this account. Would I be? Cre- it's. I'm not a content creator. I've always said that I'm not. I mean, I, I'm capable of it, right? But it's yeah. not my thing. I'm not. I'm not here to do that. Right. I'm here to make the thing. I'm not here to make the content about the thing. Right. And that's just my philosophy. The content is very secondary, if at all. The Snacker Joe's account. It's the literal opposite. The content is literally everything. Like right. it's, it's, it is. Right. You're not making it. Right. There's, yeah. Right. There's yeah, nothing yeah. else yeah. but the content. So it's how do I make the content better? How do I make the content more engaging? And what am I getting? The feedback I'm getting is, oh, I love your photos. You put a lot of right. thought into your photos. Oh, I really love. I really love your reviews. You have a very nice tone in your reviews. They're funny. They're conversational. And I'm like, okay, this is working. Like this is this is keeping me sharp. Yeah. You know, like if I go down, I, I have learned so much about, for example, I always talk about how Instagram, um, they ruin your photos and not in the way that people think it's not the compression. It's not the pixelation. I mean, that's fine. People notice that. And to some extent that's true. But what I've noticed about Instagram is they actually screw with some of the settings of your photos. Oh, absolutely. When, when you 100%. upload a photo, it's mm-hmm. almost always darker on Instagram than it is on your computer. A hundred percent of the time. And it took me about, I don't know, a month and a half to two months of Snacker Joe's, which means five reviews a week for two months of me trying to dial in my settings. But now my brain is on automatic when I get some, I get the photos into Lightroom. I know how they're going to look on Instagram now, but that took a while. But now I can take that and I can apply it to the handmade by Vincent Ferrari account. 
and yeah. I don't end up with dark photos that look poorly. Even though I, I put things in the light box, I have perfect lighting. I take things in raw so I can tweak them in Lightroom, and then I put them in Instagram, and they look like garbage. And it's like, all right, well, I can't take it down now, but I got to get better at this. So that was me. Snacker Joe was, was me really wanting to push and get better at product photography because everyone around me was taking these incredible photos of their <laughs> stuff. And it's like, I could do this. I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I'm doing right. clearly, I'm not doing something correctly because everybody else has figured this out in one form or another. And I've, I've said this about photography uh, millions of times. <laughs> is that like, I know I can recognize when something is good. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how to get there. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like I do an okay job of faking it from time to time. Mm-hmm. But if you like, I still, to this day, kid you not have no clue how to operate the settings on a camera. Every time I pull, cause I just got a DSLR, my mm-hmm. you know, first one I've ever had. And every time I pull it out, I go to, you know, the website or go, go to a, uh, you know, the internet and pull up like a cheat sheet. And it's like, okay, here's some settings, blah, blah, blah. And I just start plugging until I find what I like. And I take the picture and then I put it away. And then a week later when I pull it back out, I'm like, okay, All right, go back to that website. Website. Yeah. Zero again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know that. what I equate it to is, uh, um, like I grew up with a musical family and we, you know, I've, play guitar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what I always told, I, I think I said it to my sister-in-law at some point, I was like explaining that I, what's worse than being tone deaf is being like not tone deaf, but like, so you're, you're close to good enough to sing, but you also still can hear yourself. You know that you're still not there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, you know, so it's like, I know I'm, I know I'm like bad, but I just don't, I'm just, which is almost more irritating than like being horrible and just oh, having fun. Ben, right? yeah. This is what this... you and I were talking about the other day when we were talking about 10 hundred and I said, Oh, I have his, I have his, I have his vision. I just don't have his talent. Like right, it was, right. it was, I have 0% of his talent, you know, it was like just, I can like, hear that. I'm, I, I can hear that. I'm uh-huh. not quite there. I know what would make yeah. a good thing, but I have no right, ability right. to make the good. Yeah. thing. <laughs> so I'll give you guys even an even funnier example of, of exactly this with music. My wife can sing beautifully. Mm-hmm. I, I play guitar as well. Like I, I'm pretty musical with like stringed instruments. Yeah. But I have what she, she calls like a producer. I guess we kind of call it a producer's ear. I can hear when something is off. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess I'm tone yeah. deaf to yeah. myself. I can't sing to save my right. life because I can't hear myself, but I can hear it when other people, you know, like hit bad notes or, you know, when they're just a little bit off key or something, I, I can hear that stuff. I just have no clue how to get my voice to that point. <laughs> right. Well, I guess, that, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, well, and same with myself, like I can hear that I'm not quite there and that's just painful. And the fact that, cause I'm the same way, like I can hear for a second if, if something's out of tune or if someone's off key or anything like that, I'm the same way, but that's what makes it even worse. Cause I just, I can hear myself not hitting it. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do that with this. I mean, I do that. I have the same thing with this podcast, you know, it's like a, as I'm, as I'm listening to other people's shows, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Your levels, your levels, your levels. I was watching a YouTube video and, and now Beth is starting to do it too, which is really funny. Like, we were watching a YouTube video yesterday and we watched it and you know, it's the vocals are all like this and everybody's talking like this. And then the music, goes, boom, 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 and the music is just shaking the whole freaking television. You know, when your TV hits just the right note and the plastic vibrates, like <laughs> yeah. that's what was happening. And she's like, Oh my God, your levels, dude, fix your levels. And I'm like, yes. were you so proud of that moment? Yes, I, I, like, was. I was like, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Fix your levels. Good, good. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I guess that's what, 
you know, we all have that inert talent, but we don't have the ability to, pro- sometimes you don't have the ability right. to produce the thing. You can right. tell, that's why when people say, oh, everyone's a critic. Yeah, because I could tell you if something sucks without being able to do it. I can look at a piece of art and go, that's not a particularly good piece of art. It doesn't mean I have to learn how to paint to tell you it's not good. I can or, appreciate or the- Or even be able di- to explain why it's not good. Right, yeah. I can appreciate right. the difficulty- I can appreciate the the work you've put into something and still think what you did is terrible. <laughs> it's not a reflection on you. It's just, oh, okay, and that piece of work is just not good. I've done it with myself. Of course. I mean, right. we if you're if you're a quality maker, if you take pride in your work, you have thrown away work. If you've never thrown away your own work, then you are arrogant. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. If you've never thrown away or bailed on a project and started over, you're arrogant. I, there's just no two ways about it. There's no way anyone is that perfect that they have never done that. So I now, drive I drive Tony Langer crazy because he's he's he likes to keep scrap wood. I've been I've been down to his house here in North Carolina, <laughs> and he keeps every little bit of scrap wood that that you know he is you know he ends up with at the end of a project. And I'm the kind of person like I just I, I remember at, in the spring I threw like four butcher block cutting boards into my fire pit in, in this Walmart. <laughs> And, and honestly, like, it's just, it's because they didn't live up to my expectation. And, you know, could I have made something out of that stuff? Maybe, but it would have been a lot more work to take butcher block and turn it into something that I would want my name on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and so I just threw it in the fire pit and, and we, we made s'mores on it. And so to me that had value, but you know, the I, most delicious Tony, Tony always gives me hell based. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's always like, you know, that's, man, that's good wood. You can make, you know, a hundred things out of that. And, you know, it's not, you know, bragging about throwing laundry away or anything. I'm just saying that, like, there's a standard of quality Mm -hmm. that I really want to put out there. And and I'm, I I love where I am right now in my business, where I've kind of gotten to a a stable point. I, I was mentioning this to you guys before we started recording that I'm in that sweet spot where I'm finishing up a lot of custom orders that I've taken. And I love custom orders. I really, really love building something that has a story behind it. Um, what, what I'm about to be able to start doing is making the things that I want to make and being much more picky in the custom orders that I take right. so that I can tell a story through my work finally, rather than just making a product. And that to me gets me really excited. You know, you so- know it, it, going back and that's just struck under like that going back to what we were talking about earlier, that's the same kind of thing though, about resetting sometimes. Cause yes, I feel, I feel that way a lot when I, when I'm in the, in the zone of people like, doing commissions or batching things out and stuff like that. It's great, right? You're making money and stuff like that, but you're not, but you're not making what you want to make. Right. It's just not exciting. It's not exciting. Exactly. Right. I will, I will never, I will never give somebody a thing that I've made if I'm not happy with it. If I wouldn't keep it for myself, it Mm -hmm. won't go out, but I, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be excited about it. Right. Right. And, And I've had a few projects like that over the past, I don't know, year, year and a half where the product was fine and, and I'm, and I'm happy to have my name on it, uh, but it's just, I, not okay. exciting. It, yep. was, it was just, a, it was, it was just that it was a product. I would be, I would rather be the guy that makes a thousand things one time than make one thing a thousand times. And I, and that for me, if I'm going to make a thing one time, please let it have some kind of story or connection to something that gets me excited. Yeah. That's the stuff that I really, really, really get passionate about making. Yeah. No. And you know, I also think that also ends up coming through in the, in the work as well. Right. Generally speaking. Um, 
you know, it just because your passion is going to come through on that. Right. So I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. One, my, my, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things that happened in the last six months, um, one of my friends at work, he's like, Hey, I need, I need a small, like a serving board type board for somebody. Um, it was like Wednesday night. He goes, when do you think you could get this done? I'm like, um, I have no idea. I'll start working on it and I'll get it for you. I handed it to him on Monday. He had never seen my work, by the way, never seen anything. Didn't know what, what I did. Never saw my work before. And he, he held it in his hand. He goes, I didn't know you could do this. <laughs> and I, I, for that moment, I was like, yeah, you know what? The thing that I take for granted is a skill that I have. It's just a thing that I do is pretty awesome. Like it's, I, I feel like we do as makers, we I don't, you know, everybody says, you, t- you know, I take this for granted. I take that. But we really do take our skills for granted. Well, you know what it is, Vincent, too? It's not even that we, I mean, we, we absolutely do. And we, but it's also that we just don't know. It's, it's, it's like you never see your, your, your kids growing, but you see your nieces and nephews grow every time mm. you see them. Yeah. And, and that's the same way with our skills. I think, you know, mm. for us, we've, you know, every, we've, it's not a big change. My, my leather working from two years ago feels the same to me as it does now, you know, as it does now, but I've learned so much and I've gotten so much better. Right. But it's been so gradual for me, but then there's a couple of people that have been like, that have kind of like were signed off of Instagram for a while and they came back and they're like, Holy crap. Like (laughs) what's going on, you know? And (laughs) so I I think there's some of that as well as we just don't see ourselves growing the way that we are growing. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. the best compliment that I've gotten recently <laughs> was uh, somebody, somebody, I, I forget, I, mean, I can't remember who it was, but we were talking, it was a local friend of mine and I was talking about my day job and then, you know, the shop being an aside and they, they went, wait, I thought your workshop was your full-time job. And just wow. that one phrase to me was enough right. to oh, feel totally. satisfied that like yep. the product that I want to communicate yeah. to the world that I'm making is somehow being communicated properly. Right. right. And that, totally. that's, not a, that's not an arrogant thing. It just means that like that standard of quality that we're talking about here is somehow seen. You're not, you're not coming across as a hobbyist. Right. And, yes. and that's, 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 that's really a powerful thing. You know, it was, um, Dean, Dean Duplantis is like a sage, I think. Um, and he, at one point was talking about, you know, me and my brand, and he said, you know, m- the reason I got the space I got was because the company that's giving me the space recognized the work I'm putting in and they wanted to be a part of it. And I'm like, wow, I never even thought of it that way. Like, I didn't think of it as me putting in work. Like, it was just what I do. It's, you know, and we really do. We are so out. If we could look at ourselves through the eyes of other people right. and see the see us the way other people see us i think it would just be like mind blowing to us well i'd be i'd have i'd be such a jerk and be super <laughs> arrogant i'd be like oh my gosh it's not nice i have thing. a friend i have a friend who is just one of the coolest people on the planet she's absolutely amazing uh, she's wonderful in literally every way and i absolutely love her right she's mm-hmm. one of the best people i ever met and sometimes i'll pay her a compliment and she'll go what are you talking about? And it's like, you, you just, I told, and I told her, I always tell her, I was like, one day you're going to see yourself the way I see you. 
and then you're going to understand what I'm talking about. And it's I, so I think hard to take a compliment the right it way. It really is. <laughs> it's so it hard. really is. And it is, right? And yeah. especially when you've had your whole life, when your whole life people tell you that, you know, oh, I don't, I don't know how much I matter. Or, you know, I grew up with my parents and everybody around me telling me to shut up. I shouldn't have an opinion on anything. And, you know, to tell someone that they're so strong and that you, you, you admire them and how strong they are and all they've managed to accomplish. And they don't know how to take it because no one's ever told them that. And See, I mine guess is just because I have such a snarky sense of humor and I'm so self-deprecating. <laughs> it's not about like self-confidence or anything like that. It's just that like, yeah. if you pay me a compliment, my first thing that I'm going to do is shoot myself right in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be yep. some kind of self-deprecating comment just for the fun, you know, just to, just to be funny. Like it doesn't have right. to be, even mean mm-hmm. anything. It's just for the humor. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just wish, I just, I really wish that, you know, the, the, the way, that that look that we could I could give someone like when I make someone when I pick someone as thing of the week somebody's work or something mm-hmm. that they've done or when I book them to have them on a guest how many times I've gone to book someone as a guest on this very show and they go why in God's name do you want to talk to me and it's like because you make really cool stuff right. you're really interesting it's like I'm I'm, I'm interesting like why do you think Vincent, I'm interesting? you were talking about our conversation when you had to come on as a <laughs> well, guest. It's, it's interesting because <laughs> you and I'm not I, did, I mean, right. you and I literally had that conversation yeah. and yep. it's, I wasn't even thinking, I was actually thinking of two other people that no, had I know, recently, I know you were, but, but yeah, yeah, but you and yeah. I had that exact conversation. And, and, like, and that, they were genu- that was a genuine feeling on my part. And I believe I, I'm it. Not, and yeah. and yeah. that's what, and, and, you know, at one, on one hand it makes you like, Oh, okay. This person isn't full of themselves to think they they deserve someone to talk to them. But then on the other hand, it's like, wow, that's kind of sad. Like you're making really cool stuff and doing great things and then like well, that somebody wants to talk to you hits you as like wait why it's right well, you know it's, it's weird it's so it weird. weird to me well, you know you know i will say this I, I i honestly think that uh instagram and this whole you know social media and sharing content and stuff like that has actually really really helped me with that because because you can't like you can't be that you can't be that kind of dismissive when people are commenting on on your on your stuff right Mm -hmm. you can't like someone can't say this is amazing and you'd be like no it's not really that great like you're not gonna comment that (laughs) right like but like so i mean and it's funny but it's it's true like i think i've gotten i've gotten way better at just being able to take a compliment Mm -hmm. and 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 just and that's it's a good it's a good quality to have is to be it doesn't mean that you're arrogant necessarily right And, and you know what it's also it's also, I don't, I don't want to say annoying, but it's it's kind of annoying though when when people can't won't won't take a compliment because you're you're trying to be nice, you know, you're trying to like genuinely give them a compliment, and th- they don't want to take it, and that's comes from a place of them not of being modest, right? So, so yeah, when I was in high school. I had a I had a mentor who used to tell me that there is that some people have the gift of giving, right? Mm-hmm. That they they love to give, and it's not you know like not just compliments, but like my maybe financial or time mm-hmm. or whatever. But there also has to be a part of us that has that gift of receiving as well. Yes, yes, right? exactly. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's a gift yep. that you have to practice that we're not – most people aren't naturally gifted at. It's almost like an exercise it more is. than a gift, you know? Yep. Yeah. But I, but I think – and I think that going back to what – like that's – that has been the uh, – a practice that has – that I've learned through Instagram and through YouTube and stuff like that is just being able to be – gracious about taking a compliment 
And it's it's not it's not an easy thing for any of us. I, I mean, it's certainly not easy for me. Right? So I I've, actually, I've actually taken from you. I have listening to this podcast. I try my very very best on every single platform, whether it's Reddit or Instagram or YouTube or whatever. If somebody comments on my video, on my post, on my product, I'm going to respond and just say, at the very least, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. Even if I don't have time to say much more, acknowledge that them giving that praise, giving that compliment, giving that whatever they took time to do it. I'm going to take the time to, to let them know I've received it. I'm, I'm, I strongly believe in that. I really do. As I've said before, and I'm, and I'm glad like that, and that means a lot. I I think it's, it's such a, it's such an important thing to, to not, and it gets harder. Like again, you know, it it gets harder as you get bigger and stuff like that, but it's still, but that, that doesn't mean that it's not any less important. It's um, actually probably Vincent, more. Did you just hear him call himself bigger? That's the first time <laughs> Ethan, Ethan just Ethan just came up. Yeah. He said, when you when you get bigger, he's he's, re- he's received his fame. That's, I, yeah, my, the ten k has gone straight to my head. And I'm, huge, I'm gonna be a huge arrogant jerk now. Ethan can, went from the quiet moment. He yeah. went from the yeah. quiet. He went from the quiet, unassuming dude to BDE city. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and and that's you know it's we see it when when people you know we get new members. We we got a couple of new members. We got people who upgraded their membership on this podcast. And every time somebody pays us. And don't don't take this the wrong way, people. I appreciate every dime. Trust me. But every time I pay, every time we get paid, I look at it and go, "People actually pay us to talk." Right, right, right. Like, yeah. What the yeah. hell is wrong with this world? Yeah, what's that, the matter yeah. with them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are like, they thinking? What is going on with your life <laughs> that I'm interesting enough to pay to hear me talk? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even. I don't. You know. I don't mean it in a like a negative way. It's like wow. Like. What what do I do? I come on here on Monday. I, I hang out with one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and we just talk to somebody cool for two hours, right. and we put it out for everyone to listen to. And oh, sometimes man. we make sense, and and sometimes Every once in a while we have a good point here and there. And you know, do you guys just... go through that process like every, every time without fail? If I'm handing a product over to another person, I I need to I need to know that they've liked it, right? Like there's mm-hmm. that moment where it's yeah. like. I need to make sure they didn't see that one mistake or that oh, thing yeah. that I missed or oh, whatever yeah. I had to cover up, or whatever. Do you guys, whenever you hit send on the podcast, do you think that same thing every week or are you just I like, eh, agonize over you guys, it. you guys have it. <laughs> so there was a point about, there was a point in the fall of 2019 where anchor had a glitch mm-hmm. and oh, I would, yeah, upload, that, oh my God, that was I would upload the two halves of the show with the breaks inserted for the ads. And invariably for about a month, like no matter it, right? how I did it, I would get a message at seven o'clock in the morning from someone who grabbed it early. Hey, your podcast is flipped again. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And it was just like, oh God, come on. I would be like, I'd be out running at the park and I'd stop to get my breakfast on the way home and I'd sit in the car and I'm like, how many downloads do we have? Oh, cool. We have X number of downloads. Oh, what are all these messages? Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Yep. Here we go again. <laughs> and it's like, you know, yeah, I agonize over it. Like the the episode a couple of weeks ago that we did with Kevin McLeod to me is just an abomination. Um, not because Kevin was a bad guest, <laughs> but just because the audio quality was just terrible because I didn't because I had been playing around my computer and I was hurried to kind of start something and get an episode up. And I just wasn't paying attention to where my audio was coming from. And it was just like I still agonize over it. There's nothing I can do about it. We're now four episodes past right. it. Who cares? Right. No one. 
I got messages from people saying, hey, that sounded better than some of the people I listen to on a weekly basis anyway. And I'm like, oh, that's great. But it sounded like crap to me, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I do have that. And, you know, in when you're making furniture and whatever, there's the wall side and you can kind of get away with it. But when you're putting everything out there and there's no, <laughs> there's no wall side to a podcast, you know? It's, well, so, Ben, the thing for me is that everyone expects me to stumble over my words and be 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 a goof it's on brand and yeah so it's so it's actually kind of easy to, for me to just kind of sit back and be like yeah yeah that's what happens that's, that's what people expect so there what's gonna happen moments. when you have like the perfectly articulate podcast you're gonna have oh to scrub gosh. it and do it over again yeah exactly right right this is off brand we got to re-record <laughs> it's 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 really it's it's really funny because i do like there are nights there are nights where i've where we sat down to record and i'm just agonizing like i'm not in that mindset tonight mm-hmm. like i just please god let ethan just take over tonight just, just please <laughs> let him let him just have all the points let him have all the questions and you just do fill in and without fail and this is why this is why ethan and i i feel like we make a good team because there are times where i'm not on i know i'm not on and i, I can't pull answers out of people and then Ethan will swoop in and try it. And I'm like, Oh good. I don't have to tell him, Hey dude, please get this person to talk. I'm, I'm out of ideas. Like it's, there's a, there becomes like a sixth sense to it. And yeah, no, I, and I think, I mean, I, uh, yes, I agree. Vincent. Well, because, well, I agree in the sense that I, I, I feel, I don't feel that way that I ever do that. But, um, but uh, I do feel like that's, I mean, that's part of also doing, 115 episodes or 100 and what's what is it 105 episodes or 105 four, yeah. <laughs> 104 math is hard um <laughs> but, but it, it it is part of that but yeah you know that's i think i think going back to episode 12 when i came on i think that it, there was that sense and it was just kind of like a there there is a natural kind of huh. give and take you know just got to do it just got to do it right you yep, just got to exactly. do it yep. one of the one of the things i love about one of the things i love about your work ben and you manage to do <laughs> you do the one of the things that I malign. I, 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 it's become a running joke that I malign it, but you make a lot of stuff with resin, and <laughs> you do a you do really beautiful work. For, yeah, I mean well, I, that's that. I was just gonna. I just wanted to like. There's a lot of people that do a lot of things with resin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, doing doing things with resin means nothing to me. Doing cool yeah. things with resin, yeah. you do make some beautiful stuff, oh, and you you made some what I will call flowing water furniture. Yes, because we won't mention <laughs> the other thing it. that shan't we'll, be named. We won't say the name that shan't be named, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's just really interesting how something that I generally just look at and go, oh god, that again. But I look at your stuff and it you makes know, you stop. You, it makes you it, it truly does make you stop. Yeah, you right. you have a certain style yeah. that I'm like when you were doing when you were you were banging out a lot of cutting boards, a lot of uh, charcuterie boards all at once. And I there's a certain quality to your work that I see that it really just kind of it's like, wow, this is like next level. Like this is what you have to do. This is where you have to be. You know, well, you, you know, what I think also, Vincent, I think it's the you have a really good knack for the color combinations mm-hmm. and the mixing and, and like the, I don't even know what you'd call it. Like not the swirls, but like the, the, the texture yeah. that you yeah. get yeah. into your resin combined with the color combinations. And that's something that I think is over, overthought or overlooked by a lot of people is like that, that is a skill. That's a really tough mm-hmm. skill to get the right color combination. Not too much of this pigment, not too much of that pigment, but get the right balance to make it to make it work. Right. So yeah, 
and well, and uh, I think so you take like, I, I feel like you take a lot of pride in that as you should because it, it and it is that to me that's what makes me stop and look at what mm-hmm. something you make versus the you know there's a lot of other people doing similar things but that I don't stop. So I'll, I'll say it like this. I, there are people out there like Nick Zametti, right? Who's mm-hmm. like, let's throw resin at something and see what happens mm-hmm. where I look at it more like it's the project that talks to me more than the medium. Yeah. So cool. I, I actually, I've been trying to get away from doing so much resin and then like a project will come and kind of fall in my lap. And I'm like, well, that would be really cool. Like, like the, the <laughs> coffee bean uh, yeah, board that yeah. I just made was yeah. not my idea. That was, uh, I have a buddy of mine who lives uh, down in uh, El Paso, Texas, and he works with people in Juarez, Mexico, and he creates jobs by going into like Chiapas, which is like way down in the volcanic area of like Central America, and they harvest uh, coffee beans, and they bring them back up. He creates jobs. He, you know, he's got this whole like system going on out there. Man, that's cool. So he wanted to make this thing for his wife, but you know, he doesn't know how to work with resin, doesn't know how to do all this stuff, and that that project was born from me being really excited, not just to do something for my friend, but because it was a really cool use of the medium. And, and, and you know, it had, to, had to a meaning point, too, like, right? Yeah. What's that? And it had oh, a yeah, meaning. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And so yeah. that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't want to be making everything out of resin. And in fact, what, what invariably happens is I'll make a thing with resin and then I get a bunch of people will message <laughs> right. me right afterwards. In fact, I've got, I'm, I've already booked another coffee serving board right after that video posted somebody that I've never talked with before just happened to see it reached out to me. They want to get one for their wife. Cool. I'm glad to take the money, but that guy is, is going to pay a lot more because it's a replication of a project rather than it being a unique idea. So I, mm, I actually, yep. my buddy, my buddy that I made the first one for, he got a, he got a friend discount to some extent, but he also got a little bit of a discount because I was just happy to, do, the to project. do it. It was such a cool project to be a part of. Yeah. Now the next guy, I know the process, but you know, it's, it's a do over. So he's just going to pay full price for it. <laughs> you know, no, it, it goes. I, I, that's, I, uh, and I, I've started doing that same mindset is, you know, if someone, if it's something I'm excited about and I know it's going to be somewhat of a prototype and it might not be 100% perfect. Cause it's my first one. Like I, I, I don't feel right charging the, the full retail on it, but yeah. to your point, the second, the next one, it's, you know, you, you have to, you should. And, uh, because one, you don't have the same excitement. Uh, if you're in the content game, you're not getting the same kind of content out of it. So there is a there's a value to that first project that you know if you get in the ground floor, it it's it, it, you know you can get a better price. But yeah, that's cool. One of the yeah, things. So that, it, oh, oh, sorry. No, 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 no you go, go ahead. ahead. Yes, no, listen, Vincent, it's your <laughs> podcast. Do what you want. <laughs> one of the well, one of the ways that I click with you in a way I don't click with a lot of other people is that you actually do run a business. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you and I have had a couple of conversations, like actual mm-hmm. phone conversations where I'm like, Jesus, these people just don't know what it's like to run a business. <laughs> and it's not a knock on people. It's just like, you don't, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you don't know. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how to, you know, budget for this. You don't know. Hey, sometimes you just got to take a little bit of money to op- to start a relationship and get the get things going, you know, or get that and- first project that that project that you know is could be cool that could turn into mm-hmm. full, more full revenue later, right? Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that you know our relationship, we our business relationship, which I never expected to go, huh? What can I do? What can I do to have a value add for my customers? So what I used to do 
what I used to do is I used to, in my instruction sheet, I used to tell them, hey, you know, they have this at Home Depot and you can use it to refresh your board. And then when you started making this, I think I, I, I when I saw that you were ready to start doing wholesale, I'm like, this is a good value add. It's going to cut into my margins a tiny little bit. But you know what? People always ask me the same question now. And I think the yeah. average consumer is getting a little smarter. And I get the, what do I do with my board when I get it? How do I take care of it? And I'm like, well, when you get it, there's an envelope with care instructions and you get a can of bomb that you just apply <laughs> to it when it needs it. Yeah. And people are like, that's amazing. That's absolutely so, amazing. So I don't there's think there's it. a reciprocity to this story, Vincent. I, I've already I've already told I've already paid homage to what I take what I've taken from Ethan out of this podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you what I've taken from you out of this podcast: multiple streams of income, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. if you put on your business hat for just a second, I love what I do on the side. I, I and I'm I'm working towards making the side hustle the full hustle, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm to super so, pumped to hear that. To do so, and I and I heard this on because we make the probably I, I can't even tell you what episode it was. But I remember you guys were talking about it, multiple streams of income. If you're going to be a full-time maker, you cannot just make a thing. That's just yep. not how it works anymore. Mm-hmm. And the guy, and the, maybe there are people that do it, but they are few and far between. Yep. So that actually got me starting to think about how can I expand my, my streams of income without expanding at an equal rate the amount of work that I have to do. Right. right. Now, the wood bomb is work because, I mean, I do everything myself. I literally – cover my my kitchen counters with aluminum foil and put a bunch of tins out, cook the stuff, and then I pour it out in batches. Everything I do with the balm, I do by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So it's time and it's, it's an investment, but it's it's actually something that I enjoy. Plus, I mean, it's a product that even if nobody were to buy it from me, I save money making it myself because mm-hmm. then I'm not right. going to Home Depot to buy the same thing right. at 10 times the price of what it cost me to make. Well, I'm just thinking about how much of it I've bought from you, right? In the last year and a half, I bought, what was it, 60 cans of it from you? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you know, even if if I'm your only customer, that's 60 cans of free money. (laughs) Well, and and honestly, like that kind of stuff is really great because you're not the only person I sell it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, I've just just had a conversation with uh, a manager at a local Ace Hardware store. And it's very possible that here in the Raleigh area where I live, I might be getting that product out into about a chain of about eight locally owned hardware stores. I love it as well. And I so it's, it. it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be quit my job kind of work, right. but no. I mean, that's one step closer, right? That's one stream of income yep. that I can check off. But that's exactly it. Cause there's not going to, yeah. in this day and age, to your point, there's not going to be the one thing that, that it is j- quit your job kind of money. Yeah, I don't think, totally. I mean, it's, it's what really the days when you could just make a thing and you'd have to videotape every single step <laughs> of the process right, and make right. like a banger video mm-hmm. week yeah. in and week out, you know? Yeah. Totally. I'm not saying I do that stuff because I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Actually, let's talk about that because you didn't think you were going to get through this episode without mentioning that. One of the ongoing discussions in the Makers on Zoom group is your YouTube channel. <laughs> it's me making YouTube videos, <laughs> which, yeah. which I discovered tonight, and I will be fully transparent. And uh, I'm sometimes horrible about it, but. I, I was like, oh, I didn't know you had a, a YouTube channel. <laughs> and and it's great. I'm like I, I was so excited when I saw it. So But so you- I, I have a little bit of a background in video editing. It's mm-hmm. been it's been years, but I, I worked as a production designer for, for some years, made videos, made, you know, I, I was able to work in a lot of video editing programs. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not 
unfamiliar territory to me. What is hard is going out into the shop and taking the time to set everything up yep. to get the right shots. So this is just to guys, just to let you guys in on the craziness that is my brain. I, I want to strip my entire shop down to the drywall, repaint, and then reorganize everything. And that's like the first thing that I want to do before I really start investing myself into doing YouTube. And so mm-hmm. a lot of what I've been posting are shorts mm-hmm. that are Instagram videos that I have made you know, previously, right? Andy Pugh got onto me about that. He's like, this is a YouTube video. This is a YouTube video. He's, he's just sending me all my old Instagram stuff. And that's great now that they have the shorts platform. Yeah. But I really want to take the time to make videos that I'm proud of in the same way that the product that I'm making, I would be proud of. Yep. But this is, this is why I'm calling this a sweet spot between getting done with the custom orders and turning into what I want to do is because then I just get to have the playground of my mind out in front of me. And I have, I keep a Google doc list of about 180 projects that I would love to get my hands on. I just want to set the stage first. And, gotcha. I, and a lot of this is the pushback that I get is a lot of people are like, well, don't wait until it's perfect because you'll never do it and everything. Yeah. And, and I don't want for it to be perfect, but I also don't want to put out crap. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to. And my shop right now is crap. And so I need to get my walls refreshed. I need to do some painting. I need to get some lighting fixed up. And there's there's some small things that are going to take some time investment that I can do before I really start leaning into the YouTube uh, videos. And that's that's just where my head is there, there is a sweet spot though to to your point because everyone told me the same thing and i and i've said it before I, I from the point when i said i wanted to start making youtube videos to when i actually started was over a year and there is a sweet spot of just like you got to get to the place where you're com- where you're happy with it right mm-hmm. yeah but but it, do- it doesn't need to be perfect but you need but you still have to be happy with it we well, can only film so many youtube videos yeah. from about two feet away from the project itself so you can frame out all of the walls and the ugliness behind you right <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> if yeah. you look at my videos yeah. that's what it is it's all like the camera is at a macro level <laughs> looking into <laughs> like the the project very closely just so but, I don't have to show you guys everything else. <laughs> if, 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 like, I did watch the the scroll saw uh, art, which is one of your, lo- you know, that's the probably the longest format one that you've made, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And but yeah, I mean, just watching that for you know, real quick before we got on, you've you've got it. Like so, like there, you absolutely need to to get there. I but I also understand what you're saying of you got to be happy with yourself, like with what you're putting out. Yeah. And there's that there's a balance there. And and, uh, you have to get to that point where you're comfortable enough and you're happy enough with it that you're not embarrassed for yourself. And again, it it's almost always about our comfort level. Right. What we're happy with versus other people. Right. And I'm and I'm I'm honestly not discouraged by that barrier. I I mean, honestly, for me, it's it's a challenge that I just need to get over. And and, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to turn that corner. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just not yet. Yep. Get, yeah. And, I hear and it. No, exactly. And that's the thing. Like you get there, like it's, it's, it's interesting because for years I've dabbled in YouTube, right? Like I, I dabble, I, I, I throw a video out, maybe I'll throw another video out and then I won't make a video for like a year. And when uncle knackers was on and he was like, you should, was it, it was either uncle knackers or was it, was it uncle knackers or was it, um, Oh, whatever. It doesn't. Well, it's also me every time you bring up YouTube. That... Oh, to- it's definitely you. <laughs> I'm, just, it's, I'm just kidding. It's a, um, you know, it could have been Steve McDonald. It was one of the two of them because it was very recently. 
And he said, you should make more YouTube videos. Yep. And I'm like, oh, crap. I have you a get... lot of respect for the people that do content creation as their job because oh, it, is, yeah. it is hard work. It is hard. I don't it, think yeah. people appreciate like content creation in general. You know, I keep saying I'm not a content creator on my podcast, right? But anyway, um, <laughs> I, know, I don't exactly think people right appreciate yeah. what goes into like it's not just have a conversation or make a video and then click, 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 magic machine makes it happen. You know, it's the same with, you know, I always say the same with laser CNCs and 3D printers. You know, right. everybody thinks you just get the machine and you tell the magic machine, make the magic thing. And all of a sudden the magic happens. It's like, <laughs> you got to know what the hell you're doing. I mean, there's just, it's, it's just the way it works. You know, you, you get the machine, the machine does what you tell it. If you don't tell it the right thing to do, you drive your bit through the table or you crash your hot end of your 3D printer into your build plate. I mean, all these horrible things just start happening because, well, you didn't know what you were doing. And I feel like that's almost like YouTube kind it, of in a it, weird way. It's I think what's super frustrating, at least for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, is that there so much of the that un you know, that intangible kind of stuff that people don't realize that goes into content creation is mm -hmm. just so like is purely because of like the algorithms and stuff like that. To me, that's the irritating part. Yeah. Yes. Is that how much I have to do to get noticed. It has n absolutely nothing to do with my project, my, yep. my, the quality of my video, anything like that. There's so much time and effort. If you want to ha grow and have a successful channel it, that's tied towards like words and tags and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and if you don't get it right, then you're nothing. I right. get so but many content across, creators. across uh, platforms and all these things that go into it uh -huh. that are really not, no, no one thinks those are fun. Like there's nothing, there's nothing creative about that. It's just like, it's, that's the job part of it. Right. So I get I, so many of those content creator surveys from, from YouTube and from Instagram. And it's like, what, what do you think? Do you think our platform, what would you do right. to improve our platform? Oh and my gosh, I always don't say the same thing. Yeah. How about just show me what I tell you Some I want to see. Yeah. Just, just, just that, that is what, that would improve your platform because if somebody subscribes to my channel and says, I want to see Vincent Ferrari's YouTube videos, they don't want to know, well, why do they want to see who cares? Right. I don't yeah. care why right. I don't care if they just sub to me because they like my name. I really right. don't care. So I was talking to somebody here pretty recently who is one of the bigger name channels in our, in our community, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You would, you would recognize. And I asked him, is the gold rush over? And he said, no, he said the, the, the struggle, even at, at the level that they are and in upper echelon kind of level is that the format keeps changing. And right. so they're playing yeah. the sport where the field is not just getting bigger. It's changing shape. Right. And right. Right. That's I, I'm more, more saturated at the same time that it's changing. Right. Yeah. I, I wish I had a picture of the, the, the last like crazy filming setup that I had. Cause I actually am in preparation to be doing some YouTube long format videos awesome. on my current projects. I've been, you know, filming those and I have a couple of pictures in my shop where, um, I have one camera set, you know, horizontal and another camera right next to it set up vertical because I have to get the shot for two different platforms oh, because they, they, yeah. the platforms can't agree on what the yeah. format is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it, I'm not satisfied with, with making something in a landscape box and then just cropping it down to portrait like that. That's terrible. And I right. will say, I will say it's funny because I think the content, the, the software companies are starting to realize that this is a problem because something like premier rush 
actually has AI in it that it'll track where the movement is happening. And huh. it's pretty damn good at going, oh, you shot this at 16 by 9, but you needed to shoot it in 9 by 16. Well, here's where the action is. We're just going to pan and zoom to get the action in frame. There's That's um, cool. One of my, and it's gone obviously by now, but I did, I think it's actually on my YouTube channel. It's the, the sign I made for the beer goddess. Mm-hmm. And that was done in 16 by 9. But in Premiere Rush, when I made it into 9 by 16, it did what it needed to do to track the CNC and only show it. So the, even the software companies are realizing like, yeah, this is, this is a problem. Like this is a problem for the average man. Like, yeah, having two cameras, most people sit there and agonize. Like I need to know what camera to buy. What camera should I buy? What camera do I get? How do I mount it? How do I put it? Whatever. And now it's like, well, guess what? Now there's multiple platforms and formats. And I got to introduce a second camera into your shop. It's it, well. This is got. This is going right into my thing of the week. It's going to be perfect. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Oh no, boy! But it, um. Well, so uh, tonight I, you know, so I dropped a uh, YouTube video today, mm-hmm. and really I, good one, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but and I always do like a teaser, you know, and then usually I follow up with like an actual Instagram video, just because I know people are only on Instagram. Um, but anyways, but generally, you know, it's. I, I take the initial clip or whatever from from the YouTube video and just kind of and you know I live with the fact that it's horizontal, right? It's you know it's uh, I'm blank on the ratios, but whatever it is, and it's horrible. That's a horrible format for Instagram, right? You you either want it square or you mm-hmm. want it you know the you know four by four by five, I think, right? Um, and but tonight or today it was like oh it worked in square without me doing anything. And it was like so exciting because it was like, I didn't have to reformat a million different things. Like everything that it needed to see that you needed to see in the little teaser video fit into the square. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the most exciting thing. Cause I don't have to edit a reedit a whole thing just for a 16 second clip. And, but that's why it's so annoying. Like, I guess that's my point. Yeah. It's like, it's that's- so annoying that for a 16 second clip, I agonize over having to re-edit it just for that, for, for it to work on Instagram. You know, I don't know. Here's, here's a historical perspective. Like I said, I used to be a production designer and I've, I've been able to use broadcast television cameras before. And I remember having a guy who was like, he was a professional broadcast television guy. I, I was just, I just happened to be in that space for a day or something like that. Um, but they used to have uh, lines on the inside of the, the viewfinder on these broadcast cameras of what a television set looked like versus what a movie set would look like. Right. So there's Mm, uh, interesting. And I remember him being very thankful that TVs were all standardizing to the widescreen format so they could stop using those guidelines. And that was just two, that Mm. was two different guidelines and they were relatively the same shape. One was just a little bit more extended. And here we are talking about like one to one and four to five and 16 by nine and vertical and horizontal and everything. It's just like there's the bubble's going to pop at some point. You know, the, the community is going to drive a, a revolution against something like this, hopefully. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, it is super annoying. It That's really why is. I'm in audio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's no aspect just ratios. Wait, somebody's going to find a way to change this. Yeah, and... exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm all, so one of the things that I, I, I want to do with this show, but I'm just, I don't have the time and I don't know. I would have to hire an editor to do this because I don't have the time. I would love to do it in enhanced AAC and have chapter markers for each subject. And, you know, if you, get bored of us talking about, you know, 
one thing, you can hit skip and it'll jump you to the next chapter. I would love to do that. The amount of work involved in putting right. chapter markers at every subject change, no, I'm <laughs> just not doing it. Not well, that's, doing it. that's the other thing too, is it either, like, either we have to get to one format or whatever, or it has to be super easy to, mm-hmm. to your point earlier, right? To, to the technology to be able to help accommodate it. Yep, you don't want the technology getting in the way. And that's, right. that, that, is, that is a definite concern. And it's like yeah. technology always wants to, come into your house and tell you how much it's going to clean your uh it's going to clean your kitchen and take out your garbage and do your laundry and then what ends up happening is it just leaves everything on the floor and lets you figure it out like that's technology <laughs> technology is a crappy house guest that's yeah, yeah that's what technology is um we are at about the time that we would typically do this so let's do this um ben we would love more than many other things in the world to hear your thing of the week Okay, so I let me tell you what my thing of the week is not because I made a list here. <laughs> this oh, might be the first hold on, me... not thing of the week. I actually really I'm excited for this. I'm, just, turn, I'm just getting a clean page on my notepad here. Well, I got I, <laughs> I texted segment. Vincent when the last episode came out because my thing because I knew I was going to be on and my thing of the week was going to be Ten Hun mm-hmm. doing the uh, doing mm-hmm. the card set. So it's not that. It's not the Maker Chess set, you know. I, it should be, but that that's that should be our, that should be the thing of the week every week. We for, should, yeah, we should yeah. always talk about that because yes. that's important and it's still going on. And I love how that set's coming together, and I can't wait to see how you know how it comes together. But that's not it. It's not the Austinville, whatever the the Maker Camp that we're getting together for here in Virginia. You know, in a couple weeks because that's that's getting you know beaten to death at least on the Discord. And it's not Ethan hitting ten thousand because we already talked about it. But I do have I do have two things that are. Can I do two things? Is that okay? I mean, I, I almost at, always do. It. At, this week I only have one, but yes. At this point, so wait, this, what? Yeah, this week you can do it because you can take my spot for doing wow. two. Wow. All right. Well, my first one is an easy one. The Frozen Sonic Mega 8K oh, Resin Bath 3D I'm, printer. Have okay. you seen this thing? No. Yes. No. So Frozen P H R O Z E N, right? Not an F P H. This they, have, they have released this huge resin bath 3D printer. Mm-hmm. I have a three. I have an uh, uh, the SLA 3D printer at my house, and I love using it. The resolution on it is okay. If you get if you can keep it dialed in, the resolution is great. But you can't keep it dialed in <laughs> for very long. No, now, that has that has to do with a lot, a lot to do with the price point that I got in at. You know, with the 3D printer, I have a pretty mm-hmm. low end one. And this thing is not low end. It's like $1,500 minimum for, for this huge thing. But it's essentially a an 8K resolution 3D printer. And it's got this huge aluminum bed on it. And the the Maker's Muse just did a really great review of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, cool. he, and he's not sponsored by them. He's not, you know, he doesn't pull punches. He shows you like, here's what's good about it. Here's what's bad about it. Here's where my prints they, failed. Yeah. yeah, it was very, very honest. And I love it. I don't think I'm going to get one. But for me, I, it excites me that this technology is getting to where it is right. mm-hmm. at that low of a price point already. Because yep. fifteen hundred dollars, I'm not going to oh, go buy a three D printer yeah, for fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. But what that means is, in five years, that level of a three D printer will be five hundred bucks, four hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, four five hundred dollars, right. and I can go get it at Best Buy or something like that. Yeah. What, what you're seeing, what you're seeing in three D print, what you saw happen in three D printing, and it happened faster than any other piece of tech that I work with. <laughs> Is it the high end 
pushed the low end down very quickly. CNCs did the same thing. Yeah, I, CNCs are another good example. Mm-hmm. Hobbyist CNCs today are what the pros were using ten right. years ago. Right. Like they just are. They they they're what you can get in your own shop is marvelous compared to what be- lasers also. Mm-hmm. The average laser, the, the like the Glowforge is magical compared to anything that people had in their shops. Yep, right. And the Glowforge consumer level electronics these days. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, right. It's becoming right. It's becoming consumer level. You right. can buy a Glowforge for two thousand dollars that does literally everything the Glowforge can do for two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Just think about two thousand dollars for a laser that can basically turn you into a fabrication machine. Yep, you know, wild. so yeah, this this it's funny you mentioned this frozen printer because one of the things that caught my eye about it, and this is something if you've been in the Discord, you know that I'm struggling with my Mars Two Pro. Um, one of the things that caught my eye about it is it is pre-leveled out of the factory. Yep, you are not meant to do anything with this printer except open it and print. If yep. you touch anything, you run the risk of it not working. Like it's, <laughs> Interesting. It's, so it's like it's literally out of the box and it's, you better not it's touch it. It's designed to be taken out of the box, put on a shelf, filled with resin, and you start printing. That's my and, kind of printer. And go, for me, go, if you're interested, go watch the Maker's Muse video no, on, I definitely, on YouTube. I definitely it's, going to. Yeah. It's a very, very good in-depth video, but it's also like it he he's not just like, you know, Ben Stein just standing in front of a camera, you know, monotone, just droning on about it. Like he's engaging about all these specs. Like I don't care about nanometers and micrometers and all this kind of stuff, but like he can make me watch that and pay attention. Does (laughs) does it work? Does it work in metrics? (laughs) Five metrics. I believe the bed is five metrics wide. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's five Five metrics. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I've seen a couple of people talking about this one. Um, I believe um, Veg Oil guy talked about it. Um, Bedroom guy, Uncle Jesse talked about it. Uh, a couple of people have talked about this. This this thing is a this thing's a beast for That's a resin awesome. printer. That's and cool. When I think about the first time I saw a Formlabs printer, and I remember just being just dumbfounded by it, and now I'm seeing what's coming into people's homes at this price because. Honestly, Formlabs SLA printers are still three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I was just talking to somebody over the weekend that we have reached the age where the technology is waiting on the ingenuity. Yeah, right? like we're waiting That's on crazy. people to think of the ideas, and we're we're ready to make them as soon I as you can think it. I love that saying though. That's a be great made. saying. The yeah. best example of that before three D printing. I'm going to make throw it to video games, but the Sega Saturn is a perfect example of the technology waiting for the ingenuity. The, the the Sega Saturn was notoriously difficult to develop games for. Like, notoriously difficult to the point where people just gave up on developing for it and just said, screw it, we'll wait for the next console and hopefully it'll be better. But the console was super duper powerful. It just outpaced the ability of people at the uh, time to develop for it. Right. And that's what we're seeing now with so many other pieces of technology. That's a really interesting way to look at it. I never thought of it that way. Oh, good, you're welcome. That's a good pick, dude. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to check it out. I'm like, it's, can, we, can we wrap this up so I can go watch it? No, <laughs> and, and Angus, honestly, when it comes to 3D printing, I mean, I happen to have met Angus, but um, when it comes to 3D printing, Angus really does make some of the best videos because it's not just this. these are the specs. This mm-hmm. is what it does. He really does. He has custom torture tests that he's developed over the years. He's, he's someone I've tried a few times to get on this show and he doesn't answer my emails, even though we met in person, which I'm very upset about, but not that I'm bitter. I'll let him know. <laughs> Never. 
what's your what's your second pick, Ben? Okay, my second thing is my son and I were finally able to get out this weekend and go see Shang Chi, and I don't know if you guys have seen it yet or Mm-mm. not. Shang Chi no. itself is not necessarily my thing of the week, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe is such a great collection of stories. I, I'm such a I, I was I was that kid in in the early days that had all the comic books. I used to I used to love just sitting and reading them, and I'd be totally content. And the way that Marvel has figured out how to tell stories in an approachable way of these ridiculous <laughs> characters and these right. ridiculous stories, they are to a point now where they can take some some story like Shang-Chi which would been which was really hard to translate off the page and onto a screen and they did it masterfully. Ah, um, and cool. then today this is why I'm bringing it up today is because today they also dropped the Hawkeye trailer. So today's Monday the 13th, right? They dropped the Hawkeye trailer and it looks weird. Like it doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look like something that I would just like want to rush out and go see, but they have just they have already bought my confidence in their ability to tell any story that they, they could probably tell my life story and make it interesting. <laughs> That's cool. I just, I'm fully in on the MCU and I love it. And it's, There's you know, challenge, it's Kevin funny Feige, go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, right, right. Well, look, they already, they already showed what I look like in fat Thor, right? So like, I'm, I'm good to go there. <laughs> you, you, know, it's, uh, you know, it's just funny about that real quick. A side note is that, uh, so I saw my parents, uh, two weeks ago um and they brought up like they're clearing out their house because they're gonna you know move to uh you know retirement community in the next year or two anyway so they're clearing out stuff but they brought uh, they brought me this box of like the box says ethan's memorabilia which i think is hilarious but um and in that box has a binder with all of my marvel comic cards from like from what probably like third grade i don't even know what when it was and talk about like just black like i was instantly transported back to that moment in my life and and like the whole my i have a page of like i don't have i don't have a complete set i'm missing like a couple holograms cards but like the hologram cards that i have i just remember being like i flipped to that page and i'm so i was so proud like even as a 37 year old adult i'm like oh my gosh i've got the (laughs) i got the hologram whole card and it was just like amazing and the other really really sweet thing is my grandmother was an artist and everything like that and she had she had drawn this uh like cover for my you know like uh, a binder that you slide the you know it has the plastic cover that you can slide things into Mm -hmm. she made this whole like this whole marvel um superhero uh, cover for me and she drew it all out and everything like that and that's on the cover and it was just like it was just like a, a super blast from the past I kind of forgot that it even existed and then it's just like I'm flipping through these cards and I'm just like remembering all these characters you know and how much like all the cards that I really I was super proud of like the you know the silver surfer one like it, it's just like it was all these like it was such a blast from the past and it was just like really sentimental for me but so so you like I turned 40 this year and I'm still like a little kid when they start announcing things like Fantastic Four and X-Men yeah like, me, me and my 11 year old son had about the same level of excitement anytime Marvel like <laughs> shows <Yeah>. something new coming <laughs> it's it's amazing yeah so anyways sorry cool so I digress but We'll have I I I don't even know what I'm gonna. I guess I'll just find some kind of Marvel as some kind of MCU link to put in the uh, to put in the show notes. I, I think people know at this point where yeah. to find MCU related content. Yeah, but that's probably. 
Um, just lock that one behind the Patreon paywall, and then just like if you want to know what Ben's second thing of the week is, <laughs> subscribe to Patreon. Buy me a coffee. There there's, you go. There's there's the teaser right there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Ethan, what is your? I can't believe I'm going to say this. Your one thing of one the week. One thing of the week. I know. I, I was super proud of myself. For only too, you were too busy hitting 10k to come up with two. That's all. It was. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm too big of a deal now. Um, <laughs> no. My so my th- all right. So let me so. For a while now, um, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, for a while now, I've wanted to have like a kind of a secondary camera that I can kind of just like put somewhere um, that gets different shots so I can integrate those different shots um, and, you know, and have things like time, like time lapse ability and those types of things. So I've been looking for, you know, I've been did a ton of research. I've kind of been like, what is what's the right fit for me? Um, And so the obviously the, you know, the initial thought process is like a GoPro, right? A GoPro, you know, they're great at what they do. Um, but I also like what I really, really wanted was the ability to also have something that if I wanted to start doing more like not, I, 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 I will never, I'm never going to be a vlogger, right? I'm not saying that, but like if I ever wanted to do more kind of on camera things, or if I go to an event and want to film things, I wanted some way of capturing at least acceptable audio. And uh, and it, anyone that knows GoPros or, or have tried to incorporate microphones, external microphones to GoPros, uh, it, it is possible now, but it's super clunky. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the adapter that, that you have to use to, like, make it work, it basically defeats the whole purpose of having a small, like a super small what device you yep. know, camera. It, it's just because it's so clunky and it doesn't work. So anyways, um, and... So I finally landed on the Osmo Pocket. What and a coincidence. Was, oh, right. I happen to have the Osmo <laughs> Pocket, and I happen to have the Osmo Action. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, so I, I bit the bullet, and I got the Osmo Pocket. I literally got it yesterday. So again, this is, this is, a, it, this is a thing of the week with... Um, I've played with it a ton today. It's um, fantastic, it, and, by the way. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, 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 like, I'm blown away, I, but... But at full disclosure, well, I'm glad that you you can back that up. But I literally have not filmed a single thing with it. But I'm just amazed at at it. So here, so here's the thing. So um, one, it has a, it does have the ability. You, you still need an adapter to make mm-hmm. it to have the audio. But it's a super small thing, and there's a lot of different microphones that you can adapt to it, connect to it, and stuff like that. So it fills that that need for me. And so it was that and also just the all the abilities to do uh, time lapse and those types of things. So all of those things were like hit the nail on the head. It's actually well, the, the I got the I got the just the Osmo pocket. I didn't mm-hmm. get the pocket two. And, you know, maybe I'll that's the one that I later. have actually. What? That's the one I have. The, the two. The original pocket. Oh, the original pocket. Yep. And, and there are benefits to the pocket, too, but it's one hundred fifty dollars more. And I'm like. Yep. For me, what I'm again, this is a secondary camera for me. I'm gonna do this, you know, if long term I wanna whatever upgrade I can. But um but so I but I accomplished the two things I did I wanted from it, from having being able to do those types of things and having also be able to be kind of like a vlogging kind of camera. Mm-hmm. Um and really, you know, a pocket size one. But what I didn't, I mean, I knew that, but what I'm super excited about is all the other features. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the tracking features mm-hmm. and stuff like that are amazing. And like, I, I think I can use this even for like finishing shots 
in terms of like panning and quality is more than good enough. You're going to be surprised. Some of the one of the resto videos I did, and I'm trying to remember which one. It was either the Tonka truck or the Red Vice. Um, one of them, I filmed some of the scenes from that with my Osmo Pocket. Yeah. Believe it or not, like you don't even notice it's in there. It's just amongst the other footage. That's how exactly. good it is. It's it, a fantastic little. I'm camera. super. It's 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 such a cool little, and it's so. It really is so small. It's tiny. It's I'm gonna tiny. send you. I'm gonna send you something that I bought about a month after I got it, and it changed everything. It's awesome. A, yeah, you slide do. it in, and then on the bottom is a quarter twenty threaded screw. So you awesome. can put it on a regular tripod because yeah. the one thing I hate about it is it doesn't have a tripod screw yeah, on there, the bottom. There's th- that. And I also hate that there there's no way on the on the Osmo pocket on the pocket two they they do. But there's no way to connect like a like a wrist strap or something. That That's mm. my it's a good I never reason to buy that. a $1,500 3D printer so you can just make your own pieces for there it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you seen the uh, have you seen the Ray-Ban stories glasses, Ethan? No. Oh no! So, someone else is doing glasses now. Well, okay. So <laughs> their their Facebook and Ray Ban got together and have made glasses with cameras in them. Hmm. And uh, I actually think it's for, like how to catch a like, predator, or yeah, maybe something <laughs> like that. No, but I, I think for like your your like over the shoulder style of you know mm-hmm. taking video of your your short uh, short format projects, something like this would be a really cool you know, oh, way yeah. to kind of capture that same kind of movement. Now, they're, I mean, they're three hundred bucks you know, for a pair of glasses. And, you know, I think for most cool. of us, they would be like a singular use kind of right, you right. Know, tool, but it is essentially a GoPro you wear on your face. I like that. <laughs> no, I mean, it, again, in to your point earlier too, like, you know, it, if that gets in a couple of years or in a year gets down to like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks. Yep. Like, look at that. I, yeah, they look cool. just like no, They I'm have a Wayfarer model. It looks just like the Wayfarer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. That's that's pretty cool. I that, thought it was going to be our thing to right now so nobody else can have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but already yeah. have I have two also, so <laughs> I figured. So, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go. No, no, go, go, go. No, I was, I was just going to finish. I was just going to say I'm, I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm I I think I I it's one of those purchases that I you, you know, it's, it was. What, I think it was two hundred bucks. Yeah, it, you won't regret it. You exactly. Will not it, was, regret it was one of those where I, the second I opened the box and the second I started playing with it, I was like, ah, oh, this is definitely <laughs> it, this is what I wanted and more. And so the I'm only super thing that excited. sucks about it is the app. It's literally yeah, the, the only thing that sucks. Yeah. The app is yep. miserable. All yep, the all I've the DJI that. apps are garbage. But yes. Yeah. What is that about DJI? Like, what is that? They they well, make great products and their apps are just horrible. Well, that's that's what you get when your stuff is made in Shenzhen, Guangdong. So I mean, that's, <laughs> that's I mean, that's just that's the god's honest truth. Chinese companies making user interface are just not. They don't make great UI. They make nice products. Yeah. With terrible software, but yeah, that's a good one. The Osmo. Oh, Pocket, I'm super excited. The Osmo Pocket is something I've had for a long time, and I really really like it. Actually, Jimmy has one too. Oh, does he? Yep, yep. He walks around with it all the time. It, 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 for, again, I, when I was originally thinking of going the GoPro route, but then I'm like, I don't need an action camera. Nope. Like, that's not what I'm what I'm trying to accomplish. I want, I, ba- this is exactly what I want. I want, like, basically, like, a handheld kind of uh, functioning thing. But I just, and I, I just love the fact that you can lock, lock the, you know, lock the camera so it doesn't, uh, it doesn't follow things. You can... Nope. 
it's you just everything about to, it. You could do an A to B to C time lapse. Like yes. you can do yeah. a multi position time lapse where it'll pan as it does the time lapse over a certain. Well, even does... like at events. I mean, even at events, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about things like people that are trying, always trying to get like the whole crowd, right? Mm -hmm. And with and with this, if you can set it up. But to your point, it would be nice to have a tripod. But you can set it up to have the like six different uh, six different pictures that they they all combine into one panoramic kind of like mega shot. Like that's yep. huge. Like, yep. I don't know. I'm super excited about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it, man. This is, like I said, this is something I have and something I love. So awesome. Um, yeah. And I'll send you that link. I'll send yes, you that link do. when I find please it do. because this thing it's called the, po it's made by polar pro, but um, yeah, I'll send it over afterwards. It's, awesome. it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So my two things yeah. of the week. All right. I have two. I didn't have what two. Is, what's a, this is a this is like a bizarre world. Yeah, right. You have one. I have two. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna do I was gonna do one, and then something happened yesterday that really blew my mind. So I had to pick that. But I'm like, no, I really want to go with the one I did because it's a YouTube channel. I feel like everyone follows, but I feel like if you're not following, you need to be. Okay. Have you guys heard of Project Farm? No, uh, I've heard of it. Yes. I don't think I follow though. Yes. Right, okay, Project good. Farm. Good. That means not everyone in the world is following Project Farm. Project Farm is run by a dude who, I will just say this, and no offense intended to anyone in the audience who is, but I swear this dude is probably somewhere on the spectrum, obsessive um, spectrum kind of thing. Like, he does product testing on his, on his um, channel, mostly. I mean, he does other things, but it's like... 90% product testing and comparisons. Like he will do crazy. Two, 2 million subscribers. Yeah, so he's yeah. doing I something mean, right. The channel is just, if you want to learn about things that you knew nothing about, watch this channel. Like he did one, he's done videos on like the best kind of penetrating oil, the best kind of duct tape, the best kind of super glue. He'll compare. He did a comparison a couple of months ago, comparing a Makita, impact driver to a $35 knockoff Makita impact driver and like that kind of stuff. But here's where he's brilliant. And this is where, you know, it's the running joke. He has actually merch. His joke is we're going to test that, right? It's his kind of his slogan. We're going to test that. So when he reads a product claim on a package, his first thing that he says is we're going to test that. <laughs> he obsessively and scientifically tests everything that a product claims it can do. And when he does comparisons, he takes a wide range of competing products and competes and compares them in the most neutral way possible. So like he has a rig that applies an equal amount of downward force when he wants to test drill bits. Like just so that you're not, you know, oh, I'm not right. pushing harder on this one to see if it cuts better. You know, that's the level of detail that this dude does. He is unbelievable he is one of the best channels on youtube this is you amazing vincent you, well in a channel that can make 15 million views out of do penetrating oils work yes like, it, it the, doesn't make this sense guy's a genius <laughs> it doesn't he also has an engineered fuel better question and, mark video that and, looks like he's hot ba uh free basing but I'll, and, I'll that's, just leave it and that's what's great about it though that's what that's what i love about him right he does these videos he does these videos where it's like i never would have thought to even test that right, right. let alone 
watch like I've watched him do things that I just don't care about. And I still sit there watching a half hour. Sometimes his videos get up to a half hour and I just sit there watching the whole thing. Like he's he's an amazing, amazing talent as far as YouTube goes. He scientifically just the facts, no BS, nothing Mm -hmm. is subjective. And if it has to be subjective, he says it up front that it's gonna be subjective. I've been watching this guy's videos for years and I cannot believe what he's managed to put together with his YouTube channel. So can I tell you what this reminds me of? Like this, this type of channel reminds me of the guys that do like the, uh, what is it like the pneumatic, press where it's like they just put weird things on the press press channel and and just squash them that could have very easily have gotten six views and then been a dead channel forever (laughs) and somehow it took off and it's like you can't not watch it that's what this stuff reminds me of it's like this guy could have done best tire inflator gotten his four views and then been done but instead, he got a million and a half. One of my on favorite, that one of like a thousand videos he's got. Right, right. One of my favorite videos he did was about two years ago. It was like, which zip tie brand is the best? It's like, <laughs> like what? Like I'm it, doing it wrong, y'all. Exactly. What are we doing? What are the three of us doing? Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, like, what can I restore in my next video? And then I'm like, oh, zip ties. Which zip tie is the best? All right. Well, there goes my there goes my whole YouTube career. What's right the best nail clipper? <laughs> well, okay, but let me. Okay, so here's here's the encouragement for everybody out there wanting to start YouTube, for myself included. Mm-hmm. This this I'm just just scrolling through the thumbnails. I'm not even watching the videos yet. This goes against everything that yep. people tell you a yeah, YouTube channel should be. Hundred percent. And he is super successful doing it. Yep. Which is proof, by the way, that most of the people telling you what to do don't know what to do. because Or or they found their audience doing a thing, and this guy found his audience doing mm-hmm. a different yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Probably yeah. a combination of both, actually, right. now that I think For about sure. it. Yeah. Okay, my actual thing of the week, though, and this is something that I just teased in the, in the um, group chat before we started. Um, so I t- I've mentioned oh, yeah. it. I'll mention it again in case anyone missed it. I have been doing a lot of like final prep work to ooh thunder. I, we we're gonna have to get this thing wrapped in a hurry. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of stuff to get the house ready to sell. And one of the things I've been working on was we had a as we're getting ready to sell the house, we developed a leak under the kitchen sink. Which after after oh that's of course it did. Of course we did. Right. <laughs> Just of course we did because when else would you get that? When else would that happen? I could live here for 20 years and everything would be dry as a bone. I'm selling the house, two hurricanes on back-to-back weeks, and leaks under both sides. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I fixed that one. I fixed the kitchen sink, and I'm like, oh, this is a pain because my wrenches barely fit up there. And if you've ever tried to change supply lines on a faucet or tighten them or whatever, you understand how much of a pain in the ass it is to get to the supply lines for a faucet. Um it's just not fun. It's tight quarters. You're already confined inside a cabinet doing this. It's just not it's fun fire. to do. So Rigid came out with a tool. And this tool is an absolute marvel of engineering. So this tool is called the Easy Change Faucet Tool. So what, faucets have a lot of parts that you have to tighten and attach to, but they're all standard for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's somebody out there using some weird size. That's fine. But for the most part, faucet parts are standard size. So the little star rings that go up and attach the faucet to the sink are one of six different shapes, right? The nuts are a couple of different sizes. The wrenches itself are a couple of different sizes. So what this tool does is it gives you access to 
all the different mounting screws that the stars the star nuts that you can use a wrench that uses that works with the shutoff valve it has a retainer for three or four slot strainer baskets so the strainers that are sitting under in your sink it has the thing to take those out it has a um, deep weld sockets for a whole bunch of different sizes and it's got a straight body design that has a notch in it so to attach it to the nut and this is where it just blew my mind like why didn't anyone think of this you actually just put it over the supply line and then push up and when hmm. you put it over the supply line you turn around the supply line if you need more leverage you put the socket head in the bottom and you can either attach a 3 8 wrench or put a screwdriver through the hole and you can get good lever action on that tool to really wrench down if something is seized. Why is this good? Because when I went to take the faucet off in my bathroom, sure enough, one of the star nuts had just over time had just seized itself onto it. And I needed a lot of force to break it. And I put this tool on and as I turn, I hear crunch and all of a sudden my hand is turning. And it just broke it. I had enough leverage just with the tool itself. If you're doing any kind of DIY stuff, if you're a homeowner and you have like a lot of sinks or you just don't want to carry a bunch of wrenches around the house or you probably don't have the clearance to get a wrench in there, this thing is magical. It made um, changing a faucet a 20-minute job. It was That's unbelievable. Awesome. I highly recommend It's a $20 tool. Yeah, that, I was going to ask what the price was. It is a twenty dollar tool because that's I, what it's. It, it's super uh, specific, but yeah, for twenty dollars, I would never recommend a gadgety tool like this. Yeah, right? Yeah, gadgets, and exactly. I right. don't recommend gadgets. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it, they're fun. Except for Inspector, this is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is an actual tool that you'll actually make use out of. So I would highly. Highly recommend it. If you how much have, do you think uh, you, you would have spent if you'd have bought each one of those tools individually? Exactly right. And a yeah. couple, Well, the funny thing is, so and you're right, right? Like a set of wrenches that can do six different sizes. You know, all right, so that's twenty bucks, right? Just for the wrenches, but you don't. You're still. I had the wrenches. It's also not convenient to use either. I had the wrenches, right? Right, <laughs> and I couldn't use them. Right, <laughs> so, exactly. Right. Yeah, this is this is a great tool. I could, I knew these. I had an inkling because I was, I googled after I tried to turn it and ended up breaking one of the tabs off the star nut. I'm like, okay, I got to find out how to get a seized one off. And I look and it's like you can buy a tool that does this. And I'm like, there are tools what? that do this. <laughs> I'm not in the plumbing world. I don't know this. Right. And it turns out there were two at Home Depot, and this was the one I picked because it just did more and. Man, this thing's awesome. So when I get my new place and I'm renting a new place, you can bet your ass this thing is coming with me because <laughs> you never know. But yeah, great tool. That's awesome. Uh, that's a yeah, that's a really cool one. If you if like I said, if you're a homeowner, like you could take this and throw it in your like tool drawer in the house and just leave it there. And like if anything, if you ever need to ch- turn off your shutoff valve or tighten a supply line or, you know, in an, in a pinch, tighten a line under the faucet, which it's, is what it's you one prob- of those tools that like you don't think it, you never think you're going to use. And then when you use it, it's like this is the best twenty dollars I've ever be spent. So glad you <laughs> right. had it. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be yeah. so glad you had it. But yeah, that's my thing of the week because awesome. I am now a plumber, apparently. Yeah. Um, 
you know who's not a plumber? Actually, they might be. But the people who pay for this <laughs> show financially might actually be plumbers. We don't know. If you're a plumber and you support the show, let me know and I will credit you appropriately. But in the meantime, the people that support this show financially include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jake Vanguiano Native Sun, from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Daddy Yourself DIY, Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from imakejake.com, Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked, um, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and Clamp, um, Kim and Garrett, and I don't know if I gave him credit last week for joining the list, but he just became a member this week instead of just a donor. Um, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes Him. We really appreciate having you on board, brother. Um, If you can't support the show financially, that's cool. We appreciate likes, shares, um, recommendations. Get the show out there to other people if you're able. Reviews always help. Um, As as little as we read them (laughs) and as few people as who listen to us read them, um, (laughs) we do appreciate getting them. And thank you so much because they do help the algo surface us to people looking for things to listen to. And that's a big help. Also, if you haven't already check out Emmett at dead rise woodcrafts on Instagram yep. and make sure you um, hit up his link tree. He has the tickets for the maker chess set. Does, does he have an end date? I keep forgetting. To Not ask yet. Him. Not okay. yet because he doesn't, he said he's going to set an end date once he has all the pieces. All in, the pieces but, um, okay. Yeah. He just I keep finished forgetting the board. to ask him. I talked, I talked to him every day and I keep forgetting to ask him. He just finished the board, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, it's coming together. So you're going to want to win this and you're going to make that, you're going to want to make that anonymous benefactor spend that thousand bucks. He's almost there, by the way. Yeah. He's almost at a, th- he's at worth, something like $700 now. Can we just, every bit of it, real man. quick, that thing is so beautiful. can we just yeah. talk about, about Ben's piece? I mean, we talked about, I think, last week. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I, it, it, <laughs> I, it truly is one of my favorite pieces, bud. Like, it, so, it, yeah. <laughs> on a technical level, it was one of my favorite pieces. But then in the Discord, you actually explained what your design was. And I was like, damn, that is freaking, that's some deep stuff right there. Well, um, so that, in fairness, the explanation that I gave was about the first piece, right? So that was the the first piece that I had was... I did a micarta out mm-hmm. of playing cards. I had red and yeah. blue playing cards, just bicycle right. cards. And I set them at a little bit of an angle so that, you know, when I got them on the lathe and turned them, you'd have a little bit of color in it. The idea, the idea being, and let me, let me preface it this, cause I'll, I'll give you the full discord explanation. This is, this is not a, a cause that I relate to mm-hmm. in a, in a personal way, right? This is, mm-hmm. I, I, it takes, it takes me really kind of trying to find the, the motiv- motivation. I don't know if that's the right word. Like it, it takes me trying to find the perspective of the people that are benefiting from, from this thing. Right. Fair enough. And so yep. the idea was, you know, here are playing cards that are going to be used in a, in a different type of game. Right. So they're not the man, Vincent, I can't even think of how I worded it. Like it was, it was meant to be played in a different way, which mm-hmm. sounds probably not good when you equate that to the people or whatever, but like made differently from, you know, how you, how you think you should be or whatever. And, and again, I, I struggled to find footing in that, in that world, but I, I felt like at least I could, you know, try to connect with it on some, on some level. Mm-hmm. And then that one failed <laughs> pretty, pretty horrifically twice. <laughs> <laughs> and so honestly, like I, I made, 
I made the the, the final one. I, I, I don't even know where the idea came from. I was just kind of piddling around in the shop. And once I had the idea, I just had to get it done. And it took me all of, you know, 30 minutes to go from con- concept to finished, you know, with, with using the CNC, it was very easy to kind of get everything designed, get it into the, in the machine. And then like at least one iteration of it out. And it's, it's so funny. Cause like I've, I've gotten a lot of people saying that it's one of their favorite pieces and everything. And, and I didn't like it at first. <laughs> and I, I really <laughs> have grown to like it. Not, not because people are saying they like it, but I, I've really, it's really grown on me. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the piece. Um, and it's something that I, I might try to play with more in the future, not you necessarily should, yeah. for chess sets, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of u- utilizing the negative space. And I think where, where I'm going with all of this is a long, long road to get to a stupid point. But I, I guess like what I've learned is that that medium of having a CNC has opened up a lot of right. potential that I, that my brain was too constricted to see before. Right. And so now it's almost like it unlocked this door. And it, I flips have, it. it flips it. It yeah. flips your th- mindset. Yeah. So I, now I have a lot of ideas of other things Very that cool. I can do, you know, using that same kind of idea. Awesome. Sorry. That was, that was like that, that whole, you can delete that whole thing. I just rambled. <laughs> <laughs> That's we'll fine. The sleep, the sleep deprivation. No, I like it though. I mean, it, I, I, going back to everything we've talked about, sometimes doing one thing kind of triggers a new thought process or a new technique or whatever. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. And you did something, you did something. I mean, what I love about the whole chess set and yours is very emblematic of it is that you did a unique piece that was mm-hmm. different from how everyone else interpreted it. Like exactly. You yep. People turn something square into a pawn. You turn something out you took the pawn out of something square Square. it was just like yeah exactly kind of crazy actually it's very cool you know i know you said it's cnc and it makes it a little easier but it's still you know there's still a creative process that has to go into it again the cnc only does what you tell it to do yeah exactly so ben we are going to have all your links in the show notes is there any place you want people to is there any place you want people to go to find out more about you or where they can find you online um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much out there everywhere as make for life workshop. Um, you know, you can, you can find me either there, some places I'm make for life because I have, you know, length on what you can make a username. So like Twitter, I'm make for life, uh, instead of make for like work, make for life workshop. But, um, I have a link tree, you know, if you want to use that to link everybody out to my stuff, it's got everything included. Cool. Um, and they can get it from there. Um, if anybody is interested in wood bomb, I'm, I'm working on building a website so I can have that and a couple of other products. Um, nice available online if you have any interest in that before i get my website done feel free to message me or feel free to message vincent and mm-hmm. uh, he he keeps a good supply on hand mm-hmm. um so he can just got a whole bunch he of can it. also support his business <laughs> That's awesome. at the same time cool. in fact let me put it out there like this buy your wood bomb from vincent because it helps both of us yep there you go yes cool. buy it from vincent good plan <laughs> i like i like this yeah. plan this is a good I plan <laughs> i love it um also, we should mention that last week we talked about um, my thing of the week last week. I know you mentioned it earlier was um, 1000s Vivid Kingdoms playing cards. Oh, yeah. Because oh Ben gosh. and I, we didn't even get to talk about this, but we're, we're going way long on this. But so we won't talk about it too much. But um, we were at the point where I was like, this is a really cool project. Well, he's at $1.48 million. It is the yep. most funded playing card set in the history of Kickstarter. And the Good for dude him. is just I'm just bang happy. It. Yeah, well, I'm just if happy. haven't seen it, he has a thank you video that he recorded mm-hmm. very short in his car. Oh, video, really? I haven't seen it. And you can see you like if you ever want to root for somebody mm-hmm. to yeah. really hit the jackpot, mm-hmm. 
this is the guy. Yeah. My so dude, I'm, my I could not be happier no that he's idea. taken off. He, it was so funny when he said, you know, when I thought I was going to hit, when I thought about hitting 10,000, I thought that was crazy talk. And I'm like, dude, you hit, this was funded in three minutes, which means he got $10,000 in three minutes. Um, and, and by the way, if Kickstarter follows its curve that it always does, there's a big spike at the beginning and a big spike at the end. He could theoretically take in. Two million dollars on this deck of cards. That's amazing. For a deck of cards. It's incredible. It's, it's but again, again, not, not a more deserving person out exactly, there. Exactly. Agreed. Exactly. Right. I'm into it for a hundred and sixty-eight dollars. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> I and it's funny because I'm looking at it going, well, you yeah, know, no, I, I want the shirt. I want both cards. I want both uncut sheets. Like I want all of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I wonder how many other people are just looking at it going, this is my chance to get some of Peter's work in my house and well, have something in, in really cool things, that's uh, like for art that's that's mm-hmm. a small price to pay i mean it's not insignificant don't get me wrong but like so many you're people, getting in on the ground floor i guess is my point i can't so one oh go ahead i can't wait to see what his next project is I because know, right? this is the kind of thing where you go i don't know that he's going to try to match this level but i <laughs> do think that this is just going to be like hey people want my stuff yeah and, one of the things that he pointed out in the video that got my attention was when he was saying people were wor- worried that it was going to sell out. He said, that's not the way it works. And I was thinking like, yeah, there have been many times where he's done a drop of something and I wanted one and it sold out before I got to buy it. This won't. This is going to be made for me. So right. I- I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. So one one last thing and then I'll, I know we're, we're probably over time or coming up on it, but like my son wants to be a comic book artist, right? He's 11. So it's, it, you know, he's got the world ahead of him and he could go in a million different directions, but he is super passionate about art. He loves 10 hundred. Mm-hmm. And it was his idea when 10 hundred was started talking about moving to Michigan where they live now for me to send a cutting board as a housewarming gift. Cause we don't subscribe to Patreon. We don't do any of the financial stuff. My son came up with the idea of sending him a board and he actually featured it on his channel mm-hmm. oh, along wow. with a comic that my son drew for him. Oh, we, man. Didn't, we didn't do that expecting him to, you know, put it on the episode or anything like that. The biggest win, and this is where 10, 10 hun has like my undying faithfulness to his channel and his work is he made my son's day when he was, you know, he didn't like showcase it, show it off or anything, but he read my son's name incorrectly, but all the same, <laughs> he, he talked about my son's comic on his channel. My son was, he was 10 foot tall mm-hmm. for a week after that. Yeah. And I was so happy that a guy like that, huge channel, huge following, you know, is so connected to his audience. I'm sitting and, on and the couch. One more, it's one more thing like we've said about, we talked about earlier is don't, don't forget how simple how easy it is to make a huge difference in someone's like life just by something like that i was sitting on the couch and i'm watching ten hun and he gets to the end of the video and it's like this is from ben from make for life i'm like <laughs> what yeah, are you me both. kidding me <laughs> that's amazing are that's you awesome. freaking kidding me and that's yeah but ten hundred is one of the good guys you should definitely like I linked it, I made him. He was my thing of the week last week or the week before, but it was last week. Um, either way, if you haven't already, go watch. If you're not even interested in buying the cards, right? Go watch the videos with this process. It's mm-hmm. seven parts, and it's fascinating it's to super watch. Cool. It's it's awesome. So, and then you'll be interested in buying the cards. Yeah, exactly. I think you probably will. I think watching that. <laughs> I think 
the way he did that actually invested so many people emotionally in it that they wanted to be a part right. of the final product. It was pretty brilliant. Um, go check it out. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Ben, thank you so much for finally you, joining yeah, us. And we're awesome, sorry it took so long to have you on. <laughs> no, man, this was, this was great. So um, much fun. If you'd uh, like to find Ben, we'll have all his links in the show notes, as we usually do. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week, and we hope you have a wonderful week. Um, we're going to bug out of here because apparently the whole world is falling down behind me as the thunderstorms start <laughs> rolling in. And I'm just having visions of my basement flooded in water oh, no. again. Yeah. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go have to sandbag my basement. And until then, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We will see you next week. <laughs>